Welcome to the Winging It podcast, episode 41, traveling with Emily and Rachel from the Gap Year Diaries podcast. They both have a great podcast um, detailing their journey in 2010 in their Gap Year, straight after sixth form school, and are here to talk today about that podcast and their travel experiences. Welcome both. How are you doing? Hey, thanks for having us. Hey. No worries. No idea where this is going to go, yeah, but um, let's see where it goes. <laughs> That's the fun of having us on. <laughs> yeah. Um, ride. <laughs> first things first, chocolate peanuts. Is that a no? <laughs> for me, it's a massive old yes. I'm a humongous advocate of chocolate <laughs> and peanuts, but as we know, Rachel, very much the opposite. <laughs> they do take up space, don't they? No, the nuts take up the space of the chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I cannot agree more. <laughs> Let's take up too I'm much glad we space. have that in common. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a thing straight off, isn't it? Yeah. So, I got that from your one of your episodes when you start discussing what chocolate bars you both look like. Um, as we're both here. <laughs> what uh, do you think now you've seen us? It's a what great question. Uh, it's a dangerous question, actually. <laughs> I know. That's why. I Could asked you just it, picture two tra- talking chocolate bars or something? <laughs> a picture of Twix. Ooh. You're one. Of, you're you're Twix each in the same packet. Oh, yeah. I like that. Is that, is that a bit corny, a bit? No, we'll, we'll take, take it. I'll take that. Okay, fair we'll enough. Take it. Yeah. Now the question's got me flipped. <laughs> so what, what am I? Oh, God. Um, I think you're a lovely old um, Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> take that to mean whatever you like. <laughs> okay. Is that the first thing that comes to your mind or are you just, just words fitting there? A uh, bit of column A, bit of column B. <laughs> <laughs> I actually almost said Kit Kat Chunky, and then I was like, that's really oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I probably would, probably would agree to you for at this minute. It's been, a, it's been an awful year for that. <laughs> Double tune and all that. Oh, um, Sorry. Where are you both? Where are you based? Um, right. I'm based in Southampton, near New Forest, where all the horses run wild and free. Um, I heard there's like 3,000 of them there, which doesn't surprise me. And we saw two wow. dead ones last week on the ground. Oh, wow. Oh. Morbid. Yeah, I know. They were huge. It was a bit frightening, really. Um, Emily, <laughs> you can answer that question next. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I imagined I would. Um, yeah, I I am in uh, London. I live in Camden Town, which is lovely. And so you try and sleep through the night. So, you know, it's got its ups. It's got its downs. It's yeah, I used to live in London. Yeah, I, I don't did miss you? it. Yeah, I don't Whereabouts miss it. did you live in London? Uh, for my sins, I lived in Acton, Ealing. Oh, Acton. Yeah, North Ealing and Acton. Big yeah. fan of the end of the line. Yeah, the 207, <laughs> Rimba. It's the very end, end of line destinations. That's where my uni was, so I had to live around there. But yeah, I got mugged around there. It's just a horrible little place. But um, if you go further oh, south, you've got, got Chiswick, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everyone who I know did? has got mugged, I think. Yeah, who hasn't, Rachel? It's <laughs> part of the course. Yeah. I get mugged every day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> right is there Coco? Is it the Coco Club still there? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's reopened, though. I have never seen much activity around there. But um, no, it's it's great. It's a really cool place to live. I can't complain. It's just very, very, very mad and noisy and manic all the time. So if you're trying to have a chill day, you can't. Don't leave your house is my advice if you live in Canton. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, Southampton, uh, I've, never, I've never been to Southampton, so um, I've no idea what anything's like there apart from New Forest I've heard of. But well, Emily went to university in Southampton, so she mm. knows more about it than I do. Um, I've just lived down here now because my fiance's family is down here and we're okay. just together for here for the time being. But 
Uh, you know, it's got the new forest, as I said, it's got the beach. You can't really complain. And Brighton's about an hour away. That's where I went to university at. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Brighton. Yeah, One of the Brighton. best places in the UK. Emily says the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally agree. Agree. <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend loves Brighton. I think we're going to have a look at there when we go back, whenever that Ooh. is. But oh. it's definitely on the list. So, oh, yeah. It's such an exciting place. Yeah, can't wait. I've never really checked out properly, but uh, it's on my list. So... Rachel, were you in Thailand as well? Um, yeah, I, so, uh, I was in Thailand for the last four years. So from 2017 mm. up until 21. Um, and I, yeah, I lived in Bangkok. Oh, um, crazy, I was a yeah. teacher there teaching primary school to people children. Yeah, yeah. It, was, uh, it was insane. Emily came to visit me as well in 2017 and we bumbled around together looking at elephants and went to the north in Chiang Mai didn't visit any beaches but we were okay. more about that kind of northern lifestyle yeah North, northern <laughs> Thailand's pretty cool isn't it a bit more chilled yeah it was really oh awesome. uh, yeah it's got yeah it's summer every day I mean it's still hot in January at midnight on like January the first and um, so it's just eternal summer over there which which is great <laughs> and now I'm here and it's very cold <laughs> Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, it's not even not even zero degrees here today. I don't know what it's like where you are, but absolutely mental. Wow, um, zero degrees. Oh, That's so many degrees. But do you know what? After 50 degrees in summer, <laughs> I'm not complaining. That was a grim week. Mm, God, yeah. I don't know if you saw the news that we had yeah, like that heat wave where people couldn't get cool. Yeah, I did. I, I work for an environmental charity, so. Oh, <laughs> right I, we, felt, we felt personally responsible. <laughs> we <laughs> haven't <laughs> sorted it yet, so <laughs> We're working on it. <laughs> Do you want know the worst thing? Vancouver's got no aircon. Oh my god! So well, unless you uh, unless you own like a pretty decent um, high end property, mm. all the bog standard apartments and sort of like the oldish houses have not got aircons, mm. and no one could get cool. So everyone's oh going to the cars and going to like shopping malls just to get any aircon. Oh my lord! And um, I think oh we slept god. in our my girlfriend's office for like two nights because it's just had aircon. No way! Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, grim times. Yeah, that is. Okay, I'll uh, I'll work a bit harder tomorrow. Yeah, please. Yeah, if you can sort of like bring up the next meeting, that'd be cool. Yeah, we'll try and get it done within the week. Yeah, lovely. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, your your podcast. Can you tell me what's called? I've already said that already, but what made you start it, and what's the premise of your podcast? Um, I'll start this question off. Um, so back in January, so it was, you know, COVID times in 2021. Mm. Um, and honestly, it started with my friend who was a guest on a podcast show. And I thought that's pretty cool. I was listening to his episode on that. Um, and then as I was washing up by the sink, um, I just had this incredible lightning strike idea of, Emily and I could do a podcast on our travels. So Emily had, um, and she'll get into this in a second, but she had written the entirety of our traveling experience in 2010 uh, between April and July, where we went to five countries in five months. And she'd always said that she wanted to do a podcast. Mm. And I got so excited, so wrapped up in the idea, had to calm myself down for like a day before I, you know, broached the subject with her, but she was really on board and Gap Year Diaries was born. Emily. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's how it all came about. Basically, yeah, I think I'd always wanted to do a podcast um, because, as I think comes across, I love the sound of my own voice. And I think, like, I also, um, <laughs> I'd also like wanted to do a podcast, but I had no idea how to do it, what to do it about, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. So it just been one of those like pipe dream scenarios. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah Rachel did uh, a, I use the word when we tell the story in the podcast I use like I think I said you came to me with the idea which then we joked made me sound like some sort of dragon's den like mogul <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rachel approached me <laughs> Rachel said to me I've had this great idea and I was like do you know what that actually is a great idea I can't deny it so um yeah like when we'd gone traveling because we went traveling together um yeah after uni so it was like March to July 2010 mm-hmm. and um I had like wild aspirations at the time like ludicrous. no not after uni um, we went to before uni sorry before you so sorry so sorry I meant after school um and yeah I had like crazy aspirations of being a travel writer at that time because I had like no grip on reality and um so like as a kind of you know to like live out my fantasies I wrote um really quite overly detailed blog accounts of I wouldn't say every single day of our trip but it was close to be quite honest with you like to a frankly obsessive level I like would blog about you know, every single day, right? These like really, really overly detailed blogs, very overdramatic blogs. Like um, that is part of the of the podcast is that we essentially take the piss out of my younger self and how like ridiculous my writing was. Because <laughs> I was obviously just expecting like Rough Guides or Lonely Planet to just read yeah, them yeah, like, yeah, God damn, we need this girl. <laughs> you can tell when happen. you when you listen actually, like the way you read it out, it's just hilarious with some of that one. <laughs> and it's funny because that is gold dust, like the the writing every day. Because I went in, mm. I went after uni, and I had no smartphone, no diary. I'm like, oh fuck, yeah, I, I don't remember. Like, luckily, I remember like the first, the six months that me my friend went for, only mm. really because I kind of remember the people that I met and the situations we got ourselves into, like you guys, mm. and also maybe Facebook yeah. helped a little bit. But yeah, yeah, like when we go again, I'm that is my number one rule is I'm I'm documenting everything down every day because you, you just forget it. Like yeah to, right? exactly and people oh, often definitely. say um to us like how do you remember it in such lucid detail which mm. is quite a fair question but I think it is literally because I wrote these blogs and like I wrote them so faithfully and um yeah like all of those memories are so like ingrained in our in our minds yeah they really are yeah they really are um yeah kind of on that note as well um just from kind of approaching the idea um when Emily had said oh, I, I just don't know how to start one I had a bit of background in video editing just making stupid videos um and a little bit from my work so I thought I know <laughs> I'll edit it um and it was it's oh god they take so long to do when you first learn it but that's kind of my niche yes. I love the kind of the technical area of it and then mm-hmm. I've got um um, who is yeah she's brilliant so really happy that I get to always work with her in this project yeah it's awesome I think you got the same idea as me I uh I realized I can't write for shit like <laughs> I, I I think started this year by the same time as you Jan is like right I'm gonna write a blog and every day I'm gonna newsletter about what I did what I got up to where we went who I met and then I start to realize I just can't write for shit my friends take the piss out of me like oh you're writing shit I'm like, yeah no. <laughs> so what's the next best thing is podcast right and talk about it so uh, it's kind of like why we that's why I set up really to kind of go through those experiences and try and get people yeah. on that it's a good on. medium to have yeah yeah because yeah, it's an easier medium I think as well in terms of mm. um writing is quite niche like I just I think it's a bit of an art like to really get people engaged so well you know you might say <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um so I thought well, yeah bugger that I'll, I'll do podcasts instead and get people on like yourselves <laughs> so in 2010 did you plan this like during school then like how because that's quite a young you must have been what 18 19 that yeah, is we, that's, yeah, a we wide, were. that's a wide-eyed opening to the world that isn't it straight in 
yeah really quite uh ill-advised correct me if I'm wrong Emily but I think it was um I think it was me that went up to oh yeah I think it was me that went up to Emily and went um and it was actually your friend Amy as well at the time there were two of us and I said Emily I've had this amazing idea (laughs) how about we go traveling around the world and Emily you were like that sounds amazing and then we just didn't speak about it and Emily emailed me saying hey remember that idea um should we actually go through with it and I said yeah yeah absolutely so we took between us like eight jobs or something between us um, yeah most most of those were your jobs to be (laughs) fair like it wasn't equally distributed like (laughs) I had two jobs that basically took up all my time so I did one in the day and one in the night Rachel just sort of moonlighted in about a zillion different guises (laughs) (laughs) I worked six jobs yeah (laughs) um to, to fund it but you know it wasn't I mean that doesn't sound glamorous in itself but when you're just the two people left in your small town and it was having the time of their lives in uni and our mm. you know our mm. highlight was going to the pub on the Sunday yeah. <laughs> um and yeah, spending yeah. like a pound and a coke because you had to drive back so you couldn't even drink yeah it was it was a um as we say in one of our episodes a hard knock life for us but yeah we we did um I don't remember too much about like the actual decision making process of Mm. um deciding we were going to go traveling but I think um yeah it was obviously a decision we had to make when we were applying for uni because you have to like defer your place or whatever like go through the the wonderful UCAS process um but I think yeah that was when we kind of started to like flesh out the idea and it was only after we'd left school that we actually started answering questions like where are we actually going to go what are we actually going to do how are we going to earn the money to do it and um sorry I've got a lot of siren noise because of uh, my residence I can't hear it can't hear it yeah yeah, oh okay forget I said it then um so (laughs) yeah so like I think we uh yeah we kind of nailed down a list of countries we wanted to go to and then we went to um what sadly now has gone out of business recently but I don't know if you remember James STA travel oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we all love it so Rachel and I were frequenters of the Cambridge branch of STA travel and we used to just go there okay yeah yeah yeah, because we're from we're from um, a town not too far from Cambridge that was our like nearest branch we used to like get the train there and like plop ourselves down for literally hours on end being like hello this is all the things we wanted to do and literally about like, four hours we were there at the branch answering so many questions yeah, yeah. well we, we were asking wrong, questions yeah. they were <laughs> and um they and were the just countries like we were oh no you go uh the countries we were interested in um yeah. i really wanted to go to new zealand so james you you said that yeah. you yeah to Rachel. um as my cousins went there and I was like oh, I just really want to go to this cool place and Emily you were really interested in Peru and I was really open-minded I was honestly like yes <laughs> where do you want to go and my answer was yes <laughs> take me anywhere <laughs> yeah it was it, and I think SDA had a job of kind of like taking our like ridiculous kind of ideas and actually like boiling them down into something like realistic um and planning a route and you know because I think you could do this thing where you could buy like around the world ticket mm-hmm. and it would cover a certain amount of air miles yeah. so we had to obviously make our um our journey fit into that and then of course like there's only so much money you can earn doing eight jobs between us <laughs> so <laughs> we had to kind of be a bit careful of like you know how far our budget was going to go and what and what have you but I do remember um a really hilarious time where Rachel and I were convinced that we could like win some money and we would oh, just God. endlessly yeah, enter like there. yeah do you know like gmtv like oh, God, yeah we used yeah. to just enter the, every single morning 
<laughs> and they'd be like answer this question and maybe it was this morning rather than GMTV but we used to like enter the competition every day be like we'll win this we'll win ourselves an extra 10 grand for sure <laughs> As if imagine we needed it as well. Imagine if you won. Oh. Imagine if we had won, God, oh. we'd still be out there. Such, such privileged little brats that we were. <laughs> <laughs> Did not need that money. And actually, our countries were, James, just for some kind of timeline context, but it was yeah. Costa Rica. Mm. Then we went to Peru. Then we went down to Chile, New Zealand, North and South. And then uh, we were meant to go to Thailand, but back in 2010, they had the civil war. They had the civil war unrest between the red shirts and the yellow shirts. It was yep. a bit of a dangerous time. So mm-hmm. we skipped back and went to Singapore. So then, you know, years later, I, me and Emily went to Thailand since mm. we hadn't done it before. i tell you what, yeah, for, that for that age at 18, 19, i tell you why. It's quite a brave selection of countries. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, it's brave, brave is a great word. Yeah. You mean stupid. Yeah, stupid <laughs> yeah I'm trying to be nice. I was yeah. going to say naive, but stupid naive, yeah. is probably more, more yeah. accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of things yeah. made me laugh i mean is... the two of us at age 18 and emily i don't know if you've heard in the books but emily has this repeating joke that she has you know no arm strength at all so if anyone were to attack us <laughs> yeah get mugged every day me. yeah get mugged every day that's my life <laughs> yeah. i actually laughed at the fact that rachel said that um Emily emailed me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I internally <laughs> laughed in at that as well. Yeah. Also, why did I email you when we went to school together? That seems really like inefficient. Could I, I not have just approached finished. you in the sick form centre? <laughs> no, <laughs> I think um, I think it was just after. I just found the emails only like two months ago, and it was really, really cute. You were like, hey, girl, we're still going to do this, and you said otherwise I'll be a. <laughs> you kind Is of had accent. The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was an American accent somehow. But you were concerned that you would just have like no life aspirations if it wasn't for this. Like you kind of had that way of writing. Pretty existential. (laughs) (laughs) It's putting a bit of pressure on you there, Rachel. Sorry about that. No, my whole life could be a husk if we don't go. (laughs) I'll find the email one day. Um, But it was actually my parents, especially who didn't believe me until I deferred uni and was getting these jobs. I thought, oh no, she means it. She she is going for this. It's not one of these pipe dreams. Mm. And uh, my mum set up. self-defense classes for us to take which were a fantastic idea but yeah it's not a bad idea yeah (laughs) absolutely fair enough yeah yeah Yeah, in Um, the same time 2010 that was when I decided to go but obviously I was ah. midway through uni so I was like Mm. right I'm gonna have to finish this first then go I can't just quit well you can quit but the sensible me was like no I better finish that first yeah. Um, Considering that you went in 2010, do you as well feel that it's crazy that looking back, you just weren't really on your phone? Like Emily said in one episode that she had it at the bottom of her bag and must have used it about four times. I was sort of similar. But now I don't think you could go traveling without your phone. It's a great um, it's a great comment because I mentioned that I think maybe one or two podcast episodes ago where I actually went in 2013. We planned it in sort of like 2010 and 11 um, because I had to finish uni, which finished in 2012 and then save money and then going. So I went to January 2013, but even in 2013, I had no phone. I had no smartphone. Um, I didn't re- wasn't really on my radar. But like you say now, like I'm on this all day. Bloody hell! Mm. Like it's a scary. I'm glad I've done it mm. without smartphones. Actually, it's quite a unique. Like you guys, I think that with like right. even writing diaries like, in a book, right? But um, I was on Facebook maybe every week because the hostel would probably have. No, we were tight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, yeah, we write them on big booty computers, you know, the ones with the big backs. At the yeah, end. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where and I, like, I, I think, James, you've seen our Instagram as well. I love bringing up this point, but our photos are just not for Instagram these days. So that we make sure we don't filter them or edit them. They are just as Rachel, weird. Rachel endlessly, endlessly makes a point of saying that these photos are not I filtered do. or edited. And I just think yeah. there is no reason to make that point. Like no one is Everyone ever going to mistake them for being edited. <laughs> they are so clearly clearly incredibly amateur like most of them are not even in focus like let alone <laughs> hyper saturated stunning shots uh, i think it's so true because the, the background picture now i've got mine that is my photo and the difference yeah. between that Ooh. and what 2013 was like five years mm. bloody hell like yeah on my instagram i've got photos from when i went like people were taking photos of me and they're just so shit Right. No, I'm, no, not, I'm not saying yours is shit. They are shit. They are. That's the beauty of them. That's a really good photo, by the way. I thought that was a stock image. So that's a lovely picture of a background you have there. Oh, thank you. I worked hard for that. Yeah. Earlier. Five days of tracking. Quite my eyes almost. But um, yeah, got the onions. But um, <laughs> yeah, the difference was. Uh, you were like, I've got to get this Zoom background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People don't realize how hard that is. If you want to know about that mountain, Anna Perna, actually, in Nepal, there's a great documentary. Have you seen it? The 14 peaks. It, yeah, I watched it literally the other night. Oh, that right. guy that was doing them all in in like seven months or something mad. Yeah, don't don't watch it if you think your hike is good or you've achieved something because he um goes and does like 14 peaks yeah. that are above eight thousand meters. But that's the Annapurna to I don't know which way you see it, but the non-sun side. And then mm. you trek around the base of that, um, about four thousand meters high. So it's yeah. like half the half the distance up that he done for um, yeah, he takes high achiever to a new high. level, I would say. Yeah. It did make well. me feel very terrible about my life achievements. <laughs> but, <laughs> but other than that, it was a lovely evening. <laughs> would recommend 10 out of 10. <laughs> so for your podcast, is it fair to say that the series carries on just with those other countries that you mentioned? New Zealand, Singapore. Forgot oh, yeah. Oh yeah, in fact, Emily, you had some crazy prediction about how many episodes there could actually be in the next yeah. series. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a prediction, it was an accurate um, accurate count. But basically, yeah, because we've at the moment what we've been doing is largely doing an episode per blog entry. Not okay. not absolutely all the time because sometimes that like they are they do get a little bit um, abstract, so I kind of merge them together sometimes. <laughs> but mostly, it's like an episode per blog entry, and um, obviously, we were in certain countries longer than others. So there's obviously a lot more blog entries for certain countries than others. And uh, Rachel and I didn't really consider this where we were like, we'll just do one series per country. So we're what we're ending up with is like wildly um, differing <laughs> lengths of series. But like our Costa Rica series is about 10 episodes. Peru's yeah. looking like it's going to come in around 16 episodes. Mm -hmm. And then like Chile and Singapore, we were there for much shorter amount of time. So there'll be less. New Zealand, um, I counted up, could be as many as 43 episodes. Bloody hell. Quite the, yeah, I know. <laughs> quite the bumper series. Yeah, bumper series, yeah. Um, but yeah, we were just, we were there for a lot longer, I think, because we were supposed to... Like four parts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were supposed to go to Thailand, so we just stayed in New Zealand a bit longer. So expensive. by virtue of that, we have a lot yeah. of... Yeah, expensive, did you say? Yeah. Yeah. Bloody hell, like if, yes, if, we were. If, uh, yeah, if you want to stay a month somewhere extra, don't don't stay in New Zealand or Australia. No, exactly. Yeah. We were desperately, desperately dialing into GMTV at that time. But, um, <laughs> yeah. 
um but I guess James like I don't know this is a tangent I'm just gonna go off on it but I yeah, guess because you because you um which I I have huge respect for started on series two of our podcast yeah. um I guess you maybe missed the the episode whereby Rachel bless her has her passport stolen yes I've missed that go ahead yeah so that that happened in uh episode two of uh, series one in Costa Rica, Costa Rica so it was literally yeah. the second day of our trip um oh, Rachel's Within passport got stolen hours, yeah. yeah it was um we did an episode recently where we talked to our mums which was fun oh uh, yeah and, I saw that, that I'll, yeah. I'll that. That's, that's coming soon I think for me yeah I want to see what the hell it's goes a very on cute one. <laughs> it's very cute yeah. but Rachel's mum said something like that that was her kind of she was like, right, the worst that can happen, Rachel, is that you'll lose your passport. But that won't happen. There's no point even planning for that. Day two, we were like, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> the worst has happened. Um, but yeah, it got ta- it got stolen from a locked locker in a hostel we were in, oh, wow. which was pretty mad. Um, yeah, someone literally forced the locker open. So desperate were they for. But they didn't yeah. take the passport deliberately. I think it was bundled up in a money belt with money. So because mine was left there. Um, but the theft of Rachel's passport does kind of frame the rest of our trip because obviously we had to spend like endless amounts of time going to embassies yeah, try it, and we had to get the emergency passport and then that only lasts a certain number of destinations so then when we were in New Zealand we actually had to get her like a proper full 10-year passport um, <laughs> which was like a sort of because we were like traveling through the country and this passport was being manufactured in I guess Wellington and we were like traveling down like there was a point where the passport was like chasing us down the country <laughs> like, <laughs> like a sort of Benny Hill sketch it was all it was all kinds of mad but um it, it literally was a problem that lasted for the entirety of the trip even though it happened on the second day and do you do you yes. think the passport was stolen by this might be not a harsh question by a local or by someone actually staying in the hostel like a backpacker or traveler well, the um, hotel, rece- uh, the hostel reception staff had a sort of wild, um, wildly, <laughs> wildly outlandish story. And um, to this, and at the time, we just accepted it as like, okay, that's what's happened. Because we went there when it happened, we'd gone out to the supermarket. Yeah. And um, so he basically was like, this is what's happened. And we were like, okay. And then when we kind of recounted it back on the podcast, we were kind of looking at each other like, the story has a lot of holes in it. <laughs> it doesn't really make sense. But he thought it was like this woman that had like lied to get into the hostel and she'd somehow managed to get past the receptionist because she was new. And then she'd like basically crowbarred open this locker. I don't know why she specifically chose our locker yeah, to crowbar open. Yeah. And yeah, grabbed our stuff and then had, had left. And then I think at one point we got invited to like pick, you know, they'd they'd managed to like get a lineup of people from in the local police station and they asked us to come and like identify the person and we were like well we How? weren't there so why would we do that yeah. we were like no that's mad um we kept saying to you we weren't there yeah um but there is a, a beautiful scene that we uh, recount where Rachel and I were in the San Jose police station um trying desperately to get this report written up despite the fact that obviously like you know, like famously on the podcast, I refer to my GCSE Spanish. I had GCSE Spanish rudimentary skills, but it wasn't yeah. quite enough to convey this ridiculous yeah, scenario. Tough, tough situation, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> this poor guy was like trying to work it out, but also he just was absolutely so chill and we were just hysterical and it was just quite a funny juxtaposition of uh, differing energies. But yeah, I don't know if anything like that's ever happened to you in your travels. Uh, a bit lighter, but quite funny is my friend uh, in a hostel as well. In the in the fridge had his cool bag, and it's in Australia actually. And he um, had some steaks. He had oh God! Prime steaks for dinner. And he went <laughs> in. He, he went next morning to go and get his cool bag, 
and it's the same weight so nothing really made him go a bit crazy or anything mm. just a bag out and when he opened the bag there's Cole's porridge oats and he said number one I can't believe someone has stole my steaks but oh my two God. I can't believe they replaced the steaks with some porridge oats to make sure the weight <laughs> kind of seems the same and you won't really notice until you go in wow. there and I was we just couldn't stop laughing wow. but that is bold yeah that is nowhere near the level of yours in terms of like something important but hostels are pretty so it's a hit and miss thing right with them yeah stuff. absolutely it's always well, a bit I didn't of anxiety take off my money belt at all I think only when I showered and that that's that's been completely real I had it when I slept I slept when I was active had it all the time yeah I just didn't want it to left by my side but then Emily had an opposite reaction where she didn't trust them but it's because I wasn't wearing mine on that day that it got stolen and yes my passport was in the money belt and I think we you know I think she wanted money instead of my passport but still it was stolen um and uh, there was this one moment in New Zealand when I went to the embassy I had with all my paperwork and I said hello here's the paperwork and the embassy said oh no you need to send it to us and I said yeah. but I'm with I'm standing here I now Can I give it? and they said no you have to go up out the road and post it to us oh it sounds was... like here oh bloody hell <laughs> that admin is shocking <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like but I can see the post person right behind you it's so irate <laughs> it was um, a real stress James I just to, to say a really really good tip is when to yeah, audience yeah. or listeners but when yeah. you are traveling do you get to know where your embassies are when you go to the country because if anything happens if you contact the police and report it within 24 hours um then they can you can get it back through insurance so it's always really really good to know exactly where your embassies are the closest one yeah and i'll add that get insurance because i didn't get insurance when i was traveling so that's probably a, a good a bit of advice mm. i was like one of those that like no i worked insurance i don't yeah, believe oh God, it. Yeah, yeah, um insurance. i didn't get it but um i've kind of been told off numerous times from various people really? that you should get travel insurance yeah um nothing's ever happened to me thank god but yeah that's uh that tip and yeah do get travel insurance for sure maybe because nothing's happened to me that's maybe why yeah, i've like definitely. a little blase yeah. about it um the worst that happened to me is a loss of jumper in new zealand someone nicks my jumper but then when something does oh sorry i was just i was just you know put myself in that position for a sec god i'd be devastated <laughs> i love my jumpers <laughs> yeah you kind of were em you were with it with me it might as well have been yours stolen as well what my jumper yeah i'm <laughs> yeah. oh, not your jumper sorry i was thinking passport um the reason i started on series two or yeah series two is because i went to peru so mm-hmm. i was like right it's gonna ring oh. in terms of me like more in terms of the story you've got and stuff i want to talk to you about uh obviously machu picchu which you've released some pictures of this week <laughs> like, I'll tell you what though, and then I'm being genuinely honest, the pictures of Machu Picchu are great. The, yeah, it's great fair. they're much better than the, the, the rest of the pictures and how we managed that. <laughs> it's because they're from Google Images. Sorry. <laughs> no, they're... I think you. Robert yeah, was yeah. taking them, or just others were taking them for us. <laughs> did you did you book a tour with a local company to do that? Uh no. So what happened uh when we went to Peru was that we oh, yeah, booked yeah. this like 12-day tour through Peru um via STA. Um I think looking back, I mean I don't know how uh, how much you want to shout out like actual individual companies, but I think looking back it was G Adventures, yeah, who I know quite well now because um 
I don't know if I mentioned this, but I used to work for Lonely Planet. And at Lonely Planet, like we had a sort of partnership with G Adventures. So like I, I knew them quite well. But obviously at the time I had no idea what that meant. It was just, you know, words that went over my head. So I think we we booked this tour through STA and it was a 12 day tour and it was um, the Inca Trail was like part of it. So it was like yeah. involved. It was, yeah, included in the price. Um, but as Rachel and I say in the podcast, like we'd originally booked like the shoestring version. So the backpacker cheap version. Yeah, I was going to mention then, this actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's a shame. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. I'll let you finish now. I, I yeah, but we 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 accidentally got well. They overbooked it, so we got upgraded to the more expensive tour, which um, had all sorts of hilarious repercussions. But um, but yeah, it was it. That's what we did. We just booked it through STA. Because yeah, uh, you can't solo track track it. You have to be yeah. You have to be with a guide. So yeah, when did so you go to Machu Picchu then, James? I went 2014. And what I did is I actually contacted a local company myself and booked it through them. Um, I didn't book STA. So I went six months in 2013, worked in Australia for a year, and then went for four months afterwards in South America and stuff. But for that South America portion, I didn't do STA that time. I done it myself. But um, I went with a local company called SAS Travel. I think they're still going, actually, in Cusco. And um, yeah, you, you can't do it without that. Like Inca Trail is too, Inca Trail or Salcantai. And Inca Trail gets you there in the morning before the tourists arrive. So I would probably recommend that one. And it's a day shorter than the Salcantai. Um, mm. Yeah, so we kind of like had to book six, seven months in advance because they get booked up pretty quickly. Wow. Um, but the reason I said that's a shame that you've upgraded is because I listened to going, oh shit, like you get upgraded to hotels. You're not really going to meet anyone that's like-minded. You're going to meet like, the older crew, right? You've got a bit of money or <laughs> a bit comfortable in terms of traveling. You're not going to meet yeah. your backpackers going into five-star hotels. We were five -star by hotels, far right? the youngest people. I think <laughs> one age of us was like 30 or something. Yeah. And not 30, even 30, that. 30, they 30. were older than that. They were 30, 40. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we How were was your children. group on Inca Trail anyway? Was it, was it a good group? Yeah, it was. A, we called it like the Peru crew. Um, it was, a, as we said, God, the age I'll tell you what. Wow, what a name. <laughs> I know, such a great name, right? Well, that's, I got to um, that one down, I think. Peru, we Peru. were, yeah, it was pretty, just pretty, people who yeah, were like incredible. 40 or over easily. So me and Emily really pulled the age range down. Mm. Um, but there was a, another guy who was thankfully 18 um, and he was really great fun to travel with, but he was the son of the two parents on the trip as well. But oh. there were, you know, some were from Canada, some from the UK. One guy was from New York. Um, yeah. And I think somebody was from Italy as well. So it was a really good range. But, you know, as one episode we said, if it was a group of people that were our age, would we have had the same experience or and I actually really pleased that we had older people because I think we took it a bit more seriously or I mm. like to think we had anyway and we learned a lot of things because at the age of 18 um you're used to spending time with people in your peer group and anyone older is a figure of authority or someone that you just don't cross paths with so to be able to be friendly with that age I think it matured us quite I like to think it did anyway matured us in a different way Hmm. god knows we needed maturing but i think like yeah we do have a chat about this don't we uh, in one episode yeah. where 
um Rachel raises a really good point about like how we were trying at the time to like establish ourselves as adults and obviously when you're kind of like in a group with people your own age you can do that more easily whereas when we were in a group with these much older people it did in fact not infantilize that's a bit strong word but it did make us feel much younger because equally they were all absolutely aghast and quite rightly that we were traveling on our own at the age that we were mm. and they were kind of like but your parents do they are they not worried and we were like don't know haven't heard from them. Like, don't have a phone <laughs> might be yeah. um but i'll yeah, do anything they, now <laughs> yeah exactly they're not gonna know um but i think they because of that they did at first i think they did slightly kind of you know parent us a little bit but i think mm. rachel and i just absolutely bloody loved that dynamic where we were sort of the center of attention constantly everyone was like ah <laughs> oh, rachel and emily da, da, da. and we also developed this really sort of awful habit of just eating everyone's leftovers at the say. end of every meal like i don't know how that came about but rachel and i would just hoover up any residual food which we, we have mentioned is you know now especially with the um in light of covid times it's mm. quite disgusting and we wouldn't do that now but as we said it was free food it was <laughs> going and uh, gotcha. we wanted it <laughs> yeah and I and <laughs> that was waste. just a, a kind of slight like discrepancy in that obviously for us money was very very you know important and budgeting was important but for these for these other people not quite so much so for us it was like if there's food going we should eat it because you know budget times even though obviously we weren't paying for the food it was all included but like I think mm. just we'd had that programmed into us from Costa Rica it was just like eat when you can because money basically you what, but yeah. also on that trip on that trek you like exert so much energy mm. bloody hell i found yes. it tough like especially that um you put a photo up of um dead woman's past maybe mm-hmm. I think yes yeah i was like bloody hell that day too mm. that was tough it is um, tough. I, I don't know how looking back i don't know actually how know how i got through it like our our guys said this is the only day where you can go at your own pace in terms of like you can go on your own because <laughs> yeah. the rest of the time he's like yeah we do it as a group collective blah 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 it's yeah. a day two just take your time to get there when you can it's a climb straight up I'm like, yeah yeah that was just never ending did you um listen to what Ra- how rachel tackled dead woman's past no i've not got that to yet um, <laughs> i ran up it <laughs> oh hang on yeah yeah, yeah 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 i think i might have read that which um <laughs> which i really wouldn't recommend i think it was slightly delusional um but i thought we'll run up it it'll be a great achievement but be it quicker. wasn't it was far it was vastly dangerous because you're gasping around looking for something that you take for granted which is oxygen and yeah. it's in you know famously low demand low supply so there's me gasping for breath and emily and our friend clayton sauntered up at a, a correct pace and there was me a dead woman at dead woman's pass <laughs> How high is this? About 4,200 metres. So it's higher than, yeah, the picture in my background in terms of the the summit there. So pretty, um, it's really high. I often, I don't know about you, but I often get, we get asked, do you not mean feet? And it's like, no, it's metres. I promise you. I've checked the facts so many times. (laughs) Yeah. I think feet is, if people want to do feet, it's about 13 and a half thousand, 14,000, something like that. I think it's roughly around that that figure. I mean, I'm in metres. (laughs) <laughs> meters I know from that one um but yeah I'm I'm glad that you understand the pain but it is a, it and it takes ages you think you're nearly there and you're not yeah. you round the corner round the corner it takes a very very long time to get there here's a question for you then and this is a question I've got for my girlfriend here Emma's never mm-hmm. been South America so where else are we going to go not next year year after and I'm, I'm like Inca trails a must but would you do it again <laughs> this kind of relates to the latest episode of it doesn't it um in a way yeah but yeah. Do you want to you answer and I'll me, go uh, me um you first Rachel 
um yeah just um Emily kind of said this so well in our last episode, but she essentially was saying, if you do want to do the Inca Trail, it's really good to go in not the most peak time. So go um, in when the weather's not as good. Um, Sorry, I just know, Emily, you can say this very well because you really said it from the last episode. I'd just be repeating the things that you had said. Okay. (laughs) Um, I know you. (laughs) No, it was, it's, it's more that the point I was making last episode is more that like, uh, obviously having, worked as I have which is not obvious so not obviously but I've worked in the travel industry um basically ever since I left uni until Mm. my recent deviation into the environmental sphere um and over tourism is a huge problem um a huge huge problem and it's a it's a moral issue it's uh, a sustainability issue and it's just something that I uh, obviously had no idea about age 19 and wonderfully naive but now I really really do and um it can devastate places it can really really have hugely negative impacts and I think Machu Picchu is obviously there's reasons why people want to go there it's incredible it's amazing everyone wants to see it with their own eyes and that's totally totally fair enough and there's no reason why some people should some people shouldn't there's no reason why like us yeah there's no reason why Rachel and I should because we went in 2010 and someone going in 2022 2020 whatever can't that's just you know there's no there's no rhyme or reason however like it you know the the sheer volume of people doing the track has done damage to it they've now I think reduced or they've limited the number of people doing it I think there was a year where they stopped people doing it altogether from memory um so yeah when Rachel says like the off-peak thing it's more looking at like how you you can do it in the most sustainable way um and sometimes yeah that will be going in off-peak times and obviously that's not going to be as pleasant but um that would be my hesitation in doing it again to answer your question um because I've done it once before I feel like I would not because I'd be like no someone who hasn't done it should do it because there's no reason for me to take up the space but if you Um, are going to be doing it there are um companies that from what I have researched I'm not gonna I'm not gonna state them but they are there um who work with the locals to make sure that they have a fair pay and they bring the locals in and it's you know it's a very good sustainable economic cycle um and if you're going to do it not to choose the cheapest company because they're often cutting them you know they're not sure. yeah. being fair uh so that would be my that would be my suggestion to use that yeah and go with sustainable travel as best as you can which Emily and I weren't as aware of when we were oh, in yeah, 2010 mm-hmm. um and I don't think there was as much literature around it as there is now um but yeah I think as well with the age of Instagram you can see things and just want to go there because information is constantly in front of your face and the phone whereas 10 years ago you really had to sit down and think what do I want to do and really yeah, yeah. sit down and research and commit yeah and I think um, also they've got a chance now with the COVID. I guess with COVID, there's been no tourists really going to Machu Picchu at all. I guess imagine the last year or two. So they've actually got a chance now to say, hey, look, it's going to be, I don't know, 140 permits a day, whatever it would be. And the problem like, when I was there, I thought, mm. you know, the people hiking the, the trail or the Salkantai who come in was a few people, but not too many. But the day trippers that come up from the Aguas Calientes, bus after bus, I'm like, I think that's a little bit worse and I'm maybe mm. a bit biased with that but they just come up sort of go around it for two or three hours maybe not as appreciative because they're not really worked hard mm-hmm. for that for that morning and then back down again 
I have um, to say, I agree with that bias. There was someone that I saw in heels and somebody else having McDonald's. I thought, no, no, you need to. <laughs> but that's not really fair to say. It is just a personal bias. Like we really worked hard to get here. Yeah, but then yeah, yeah. Everybody did in their own way pay for it. And if there is a train up there that they built, makes sense to use that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think obviously you have to remember like some people don't like comf- aren't physically able to do the trek so exactly there are, there are all sorts of things to consider but yeah I know what you mean there is that slight feeling of like you don't know <laughs> you don't know what we've <laughs> done didn't suffer it. the full yeah. day without showers <laughs> I think yeah. even some I remember like us just absolutely monging out to stand in there like we've done like the whole walk around take pictures and we're just like waiting to go back down to the local town but some guys just laughing at us I'm like what, what are you laughing at us for like we just look like really like dead on our feet yeah. As if we're like, like prisoners, just like staying there, like you've been like. How do they laugh? They don't problem. know. They don't yeah. know, Jay. No idea. No idea. Did you go to the hot springs in Aguas Calientes? <laughs> no. As soon as we got down, buffet, straight out of there. I was, I was done. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Priorities. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably because um, of the upgrade we got to get <laughs> to go to those springs. We had no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I, I love my group as well. Same as you. I wouldn't change it for the world. Like, I think. Mm. We oh, were they older? A, a mix. We, I was, what, I was 20, uh, 24 at the time, ish. Yeah. Um, and I think we had sort of like older people. There's a doctor who was like in his fifties, had a knee operation, so he, he somehow oh, got yeah. through it. Um, wow. And his daughter and his son were like the same age as us, a bit older maybe. And then like it's, it's a mix of Irish. They're Belgian. Um, there's an American guy who was younger, like eighteen. So it's a real mix. of like twelve or thirteen of us. Some, some Americans who got. I think it's a honeymoon. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a honeymoon. Um, so yeah, it's a kind of mix of a group, and we all got on really well. And some Australian girl that I was obsessed with on the trip, really weird. There's an Australian girl that I was kind of really bit like obsessed with. That was maybe a bit of a crush because we got on so <laughs> well. Made me laugh, and her boyfriend was obviously on the on the hike as well. Oh no! And my friend was like, "Mate, you need to step back here. It's making it really <laughs> weird." Like, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> But they're both great. Like this, yeah. It does cause romances. That track. oh, here we oh, go. It. Oh, here we go. Go on in. <laughs> Rachel, off you go. This is all you. <clears throat> oh, okay. Well, the the boy uh, who was eighteen, that I think the I boy. mentioned uh, the boy. Um, <laughs> just, uh, just you know, we spent time together, and I mm-hmm. started to grow fond of him. And there was this one night <laughs> when we were at the bar. Do you remember the bar bit on the track? Me. No, I was talking to James. No. I was like, yes, yeah, obviously like, I do. Like, yeah, I know you do. You were there. Um, <laughs> and we were chilling at the bar, having a good time. And then um, it got later. So me and Emily took our torches back and went back to the tent. Um, and we thought we thought the boy, I don't want to name him, but we thought he had um, his own torch, but he hadn't. So he had to stumble back by himself through the dark, nearly fell off the side of the mountain, so he claims. And he got to the tent and he opened it up with pure rage in his eyes. And he was like, dude, <laughs> you left me. And he was just furious, wasn't Emily? He was absolutely beside himself with rage at us. And Emily was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, it just felt like bad and didn't really think it through. And uh, I went to step up the tent to a apologize but looked in his eyes I was like oh <laughs> I'm feeling a connection here and me and him got you know were legitimately and Emily burst through and puts her foot in it and she's like Rachel what's that <laughs> <laughs> and just 
<laughs> starts literally talking about her stinky fur <laughs> through this moment. <laughs> I didn't know that was something absolutely in my defense. <laughs> no, you stinky didn't fur. at all. But it yeah. was such a rom-com moment in my head, like how you burst out and we kind of jumped apart like, oh, um, but there was some kind of like, yeah, other kind of context around that that complicated it a bit. But I think, you know, I think what it is, is when you're walking and you're just drifting away from all mm. sense of reality. So you do make connections far faster on something like that. And it's so tough. I think you have a genuine like shared experience, right? Unless you like a rapid, the guy who was 18 and odds, he was like a mountain goat. So he, great guy <laughs> called Blake, but he would just race up. Like he's already there. He's waiting for like, hours for us to finish. And he done the, <laughs> he done the extra climb. What's the, there's an extra mountain you can do, isn't there on top? Uh, well, we weren't we even did. told about it, so there's next year you can do them. that. He done that, but um, they won't wow. be doing it. No, no. Uh, for me, uh, unfortunately, the bar, the bar. I don't think I was even aware because I was so fucked every night. I was like, no, I'm going, I'm going to my tent. But the problem with us is we booked it in July, and Peru's National Independence Day is July 28th, and that's uh, that was our third night. So after yes. day two, which is tough, and the third day was okay. But you start to accumulate pain now because it's been three days. Mm. You can get sleep because they're partying in like all the, all the locals oh. and the nationals are partying all night. Oh, <laughs> and you have to get up at like three thirty yeah, 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 in yeah. the morning that one to get to Sungate. Yeah, and like yeah. some people actually went out and just carried on, but um, like yeah. to drink with the locals. <clears throat> but, um, wow, now nah, it's too knackered. I was done. Fair play. <laughs> That's quite an experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't you have such respect though for the porters? What yeah so i said in a they... few podcast episodes i would learn catch one and actually mm-hmm. try and speak to them because i felt like they're really um quite shy um mm. come, i don't know if it happened to you but we had a tent huge tent we're all sitting in there having our food and then at the end um the chef comes in with his porters and he's like right basically collecting the tips so we all get the tips together yeah. and the lo- the guides of us would translate what we say to the the guys but i was like they were so I would say didn't want to be there, but they're so shy that I felt like we didn't really have a connection with them, but we're so thankful for them. So I'd, I'd want to then catch one just to like speak to them directly and say, hey, like, thanks for your... Um, yeah, just to be able to say thank you. And like, yeah. yeah, they well, at the beginning of the trip, me and Emily were really transparent about this, but we're like, what? We have to pay extra. We've already paid for this. What, what's this all about? And then by the end, we couldn't give... We wanted to give a lot more. Um, we were blown away by how, how, how much they work. How brilliant they are! Yeah, and they go and like flip flops up the hill, right, with your tent and stuff. And there's wow. us with a sort of western gear, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, decked out, and they're just like, oh god, amateurs, <laughs> amateurs, yeah, yeah. My uh, cool. my podcast episode with Rachel a few a few episodes ago, we talked about that because she done Machu Picchu as well, mm. um, and she's a bit of a mountain goat herself, although she wouldn't say it, but she goes trekking. She couldn't believe how quick they were. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah they know it as well. They know it. They know all the rocks. Yeah, <laughs> every last rock. Yeah. <laughs> but that Sungate moment, we did say enough in our most recent episode. What a magic feeling it really was to be up there. It was, but there's one. There's one problem with our Sungate moment. We're queuing up, and the guy, our guide, had a torch that I watched that, and on the floor was just a human shit. Oh, what? And, I think oh. someone in the queue, I think you queue up early to get through. I think, I don't know what time they open it, but obviously oh, some guy was obviously nervous, or oh, could be a girl. Um, someone was nervous and just plopped down and, yeah, defecated oh, on the wow. floor. So that kind of ruined the experience a little bit, really. Yeah, it would do, I, oh, I imagine. That's so brilliant. <laughs> Sorry that happened. Dad didn't step in it, though. That'd be even worse. Well, yeah. Thank <laughs> God for that. <laughs> um, talk us about a bit about Costa Rica as well. Um, it's on my list. 
Um, I know we're, going, we're kind of going backwards here, but uh, to series mm, one, but that's all right. Costa Rica. Um, what was your thinking going there? What what made you think that was a destination to go to? What made you think that was a good idea? Um, <laughs> Rachel was the sort of leading force behind that one, I think, because um, yeah, that's you wanted to do like we kind of like the idea of doing some like volunteering project, international volunteering project, which again, boring Emily, like I now know has got an awful lot of like uh, ethical issues around it, but we specifically wanted to um well no that's not true we wanted to volunteer with animals and then Rachel kind of uh put forward the suggestion of maybe turtles sea turtles um and we'd seen quite a few of those um projects advertised in STA and we were like yeah that would be amazing um Costa Rica didn't know really a lot about it but mm-hmm. um it, it looked awesome and we were like that might be a good place to start our trip um we knew we wanted to go to South America and obviously geographically it's above South America so we thought logically maybe we'll go there first mm. and um we were there for about a month and we did our uh, volunteering project for about two weeks I think we were there we were living on um it's it's like the coastal jungle so it's on the yep. Caribbean side mm-hmm. and we were living there for uh two weeks yeah and um I would I, I would personally recommend episode three um of our mm-hmm. Costa Rica series which is our chaotic journey to reach the um project <laughs> because <laughs> due to some clerical error no one was expecting Rachel and I so <laughs> I think for people they are expecting there's like obviously a process of how they yeah. advise you to get there but we didn't have that so we essentially had to just make our own way to this remote jungle and right. it was really quite ridiculous the whole um the whole journey um so we did that and that was obviously amazing and awesome and we were just living in like this um camp that had no electricity like um no heating just really quite basic but really awesome and like you know you were kind of screamed awake by howler monkeys in the morning which we do a lovely impression of and um yeah we did that for for a a good decent period of time and then obviously Rachel's passport had been stolen so that kind of tied us a bit to San Jose because we were obviously endlessly visiting the embassy trying to sort it out Mm -hmm. but we did manage to go north to the canopy um reserve of Monteverde for a few days as well and did some zip lining up there which was okay. amazing of course Rachel went to world of insects which again is an incredibly hilarious uh vignette of the trip because <laughs> she basically <laughs> went on a tour alone um <laughs> and this guy just put bugs all over her <laughs> when I say go alone Emily wasn't there and there was nobody else either it was just me yeah, it was and just Rachel guide. yeah <laughs> so was um, he a tour guide well uh, he said he was <laughs> <laughs> right interesting <laughs> I tell you what um, for, for your mums or all your family hearing about this like 2010 you're 18 yeah. 19 all these stories they must think now go what the hell I'd no, I'm glad I had no idea what was going on yeah imagine what's that now like oh just I said a random tour of one guy no one else I love <laughs> well that I was Emily's mum's stance like she didn't want to know whether anything until afterwards yes whereas I think my mum was the same but I just told her anyway <laughs> <laughs> I was more on the phone to my mum Emily was more of an emailer um, Email. yeah. right yeah at the time yeah we've got that. um yeah that jungle though experience you know now that I've gone to Thailand and experienced jungle atmospheres but that one the humidity I'll never forget it really made me appreciate being dry which was a strange thing to learn but everything came down when you would shower dry off and you were immediately damp again it it just stuck to your skin and um, the night as well I remember the ant we had the leaf cutter ants that would get everywhere and they're kind of like a stapler 
if they were to bite you. Emily unfortunately got bitten by one I didn't. And you had to avoid scorpions and you had to wear clothes that covered your whole body. But of course, because it was so, so hot, hot and humid, it yeah. was hugely uncomfortable and sandy. Um, and you would get back at night and Emily, Emily had a dip in her bunk bed. We were essentially staying in what was more like a shed and Emily had a little dip and she would kind of curl through it like a little it's because cat. There was like a, there was like a slap <laughs> was a that had fallen yeah. out of the, okay. of the bed, bed frame. And so the mattress yeah. was like dipping in the middle. Mm. And like Rachel had bought a pillow with her, which is like, again, a huge joke that we have on the podcast. Um, Rachel had bought a pillow, like bought it in a mall in San Jose to take to the project. She was like, I want to have a good pillow. And I'd <laughs> taken the piss out of this massively. And when we got there, there were no pillows at all. <laughs> so I had to basically curl up in my little dip mattress, like a little basket, like a cat. And um, like with sand everywhere. <laughs> just like, Oh, sounds a nightmare. This, oh. oh, it was horrible, oh, and it just collected in the little dip, and it was just yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of unpleasantness about it. Like it really was you not were, like, pleasant. Sleeping on your hoodie as well, but the heat and then the sand that was just sticking oh. and scratching to your skin <laughs> and inflaming the mosquito bites you had covered all over you. I think one girl said. I would dream about having an ambulance take me away to treat my skin. And that's how I would fall wow. asleep. And I think I remember using that same image from just the sheer pain of my skin. Um, and oh my and to make matters worse. I have no idea about you, this. Oh yeah, no, actually I tell you. Um, to make matters worse, you weren't allowed to wear bug repellent either because it, was, it wasn't good for the turtle sensitivity. So okay. you were just a, a walking wow. Open target. fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These, these animals and insects. Yeah. And added to all of that was the fact that we were taking anti-malarials and um, Rachel, God bless her, had I had no side effects from them, but Rachel had the side effects of hallucinogenic dreams. And they always invariably involved me dying in some kind of horrific way. And every single morning she would start the morning by telling me about the dreams she'd had the night before and how I died. And I was like, this is so unsettling as first thing in the morning. But you just would pop your head down from the top bunk. and be like, So last night, Emily, I dreamt that you'd been eaten alive by Bubba. Oh, well, good morning. (laughs) Yeah, there were lots of things about it where you were like, oh, my God, it was it was deeply unpleasant. But like, obviously, the incredible like the uh, I was about to say incredibleness which is a terrible word but like the amazing experience of living in a coastal jungle cut off from you know anything that we were used to and just being completely immersed in that world was like you know more than worth it it was an amazing experience you'd brush brush your teeth and you'd watch the little crabs that would Mm. pop in and out of the sand which I loved um and just on that note of bunk beds, it's come into my head, but I would always take top. Emily would always take bottom, bottom and we were happy with that. That is <laughs> important to note. Yeah, it is. I am really definitely is. a bottom bunk bed person. You don't get on with the house on fire. Yeah, can't deal with top bunk. It is an absolute <laughs> chore. Life it's trouble. fun in theory, but the climbing up and down. Yeah, in practicality. No, when mm. you're boozed up trying to get in. No, oh, it's just not. It's nothing nah, like it. Not than that. <laughs> <laughs> also, where do you put your shoes? Exactly. Yeah, yeah can't do you put anything? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the experience yeah, like, is definitely better. The only experience that's similar to that was we did one in the rainforest in Borneo. And oh, yeah, I've had a few I friends think that went to Borneo. Her accommodation was a little bit better. It's still in the jungle, well, in the rainforest. We spent like an hour and three quarters on a boat to the middle of nowhere. Um, but like you say, the bugs and I was having the um, sort of river shower. They have like big, I don't know what you call them tumblers like bit like almost like like big bins of water that are just like oh, half rain yeah. and half river so yeah. yeah like you say you 
I, I do like a shower of that, but like 10 minutes later, I'm sweating again. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, I think one night some some river snakes got into our camp, so they had to like, oh. clear them out. Some guy, some girl was screaming her ass off, so oh, like, mm-hmm. what's this? And they got the torches out. Oh god, yeah, yeah. And they got like the little clip. You get the snakes in the clip, sort of like, oh. fished them out. Oh yeah, um, they're so chill with them, aren't they? They're so yeah, 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 yeah. Phased. No panic. <laughs> no, they're very calm with it. There was this one day when I was um at my school in Thailand and it was a one day I was sick but there was a cobra snake um by the top out just outside the classroom like meters away from where the children were and they had to get somebody to take it down but I was like oh god I missed that (laughs) (laughs) big old snake it was a fuck off snake as well it wasn't small it's huge yeah that they they're not um really not yeah I think there's some kids in the camp as well if I'm cool so it wasn't a great experience for them that they They've got this snake. I think one or two of them like hanging around the bottom of their sort of accommodation because the accommodation was kind of lifted. Mm. So beneath was like all the all the rainforest because it's rainforest it rains. It's like yeah. kind of filled with water, right? So yeah, it was a bit of a interesting experience. But the whole point they of that was trying to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, yeah. I, I would recommend those sort of experiences, even just for one or two days, because it kind of gets you out of your comfort zone just to get you yeah, some definitely. stories. Oh, right? definitely. It makes you really appreciate things that you didn't even think about what to be grateful for, like dryness, for instance, or oxygen. Oh, God, yeah. Or a bed with a pillow <laughs> yeah. and yeah. no sand. All the slats intact. <laughs> <laughs> I was so smug I had that pillow. After <laughs> all the piss taking you took from me about it. <laughs> Would you, um, any other comments on Costa Rica that you enjoyed or would want to share? Uh, I think like Rachel and I spoke about this actually at the end we did an episode at the end of the Costa Rica series which we intend to do for every uh, destination where we just kind of look back at our time in the country and what we thought of it as a whole but um, we obviously were there for a month but because of you know well for various reasons but primarily because of the passport trauma we uh, didn't really like see an awful lot of the country we only saw like three specific bits like we got Mm. to know San Jose pretty well Um, especially the embassy. (laughs) I imagine yeah um but I there's so much more of the country to see like obviously there's the whole Pacific side which is absolutely stunningly beautiful there's more um rainforest canopy areas there's places like Montezuma and um I think it I I have huge respect for Costa Rica obviously from an ecological standpoint because they are incredibly progressive in their environmental policy um but also I just think it's it's a very small country but it's it it is lovely like it's just an oasis of sort of incredible biodiversity there um stunning stunning landscapes and i would would not hesitate to go back even though yeah yeah lovely lovely people people. obviously Mm -hmm. like you know people that helped us out in all manner of ridiculous scenarios um yeah and yeah i i i have nothing but fond memories there even though we stayed in the hostel we stayed in in san jose was pretty pretty much a bit of a dive (laughs) <laughs> for various reasons but, but we, we just loved, loved it. it we absolutely loved it there we just felt at home it was it's it was not one that we never recommend but we oh, loved it. I, think I don't it because... I don't think it's there anymore to be honest I, <laughs> I think we loved look. it as well because it was our first ever hostel that we'd stayed in that oh, was okay, away from home and we hadn't had the uni experience yet so anything we're like wow um and we learned to bag up your food in a hostel which I feel James that you know that as well if you're ever to put food in Bag yeah. it up, bag <laughs> it up, and, and try and hide it away like my friend who got his steaks nicked. So yeah, yes, just, just exactly. Really, really cover it with That's like shit. That's such a food. strange story about the steak. <laughs> yeah. um, one small thing I I noticed more than once, and it was an objective thing I noticed. But a lot of the the clocks often were either not present or not there. They time 
worked a little bit differently. You noticed the oh, clock wow. wasn't present. Yeah, <laughs> a weird know, thing to look time doesn't exist. There should time, be a clock there. <laughs> there should be a clock. There's just not one where it's broken. Doesn't say the right time. So bring a watch. But everyone has their phones now. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great. Uh, great tip. Bring a watch. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no point in bringing a watch because they didn't adhere to time really. Like there wasn't an awful lot of adherence to time constraints. We found, did we? Uh-huh. It was. It was very free and easy. But that was, you know, quite nice for us to experience. Clean place if they're just like mm. chilling and going with the flow yeah well pura vida is the is the um the phrase that is sort of synonymous with costa rica okay uh, and okay. one more thing on costa rica as well that has the embassy i haven't actually checked since 10 years ago but the embassy is there because the other embassy was in america so if you imagine you were stuck in a central Ameri- central american place and it was either costa rica to get to or america that's oh, wow. this is a, a british embassy a british embassy. oh wow so there's yeah. no, there's no other embassy yeah, anywhere else british. in central america there might be by now, but right, back then. Yeah, but at the time, I think oh, wow. I remember seeing one in Washington or something quite frightening. Mm, How am bad. I going to get there without a passport? Mm. Um, so, yeah. God, you got lucky with that, didn't you? Imagine the same story happening in, I don't know, Honduras or something, or Guatemala. I do worry. I do worry if I'm honest about that. And maybe I would say if you're first time travelling, go to what places that do have embassies in the country. Mm. There might, um, I think sometimes they do have consulates, to be fair. Like, I don't think it's okay. quite as cut and dry as that. But I like there are there are methods in place for if you, because this must happen. Like, people do lose stuff. People yeah. do, do get things stolen. Like, there are ways. Like, you're not just... Like, oh, I've lost my passport. Well, I guess I'm Honduran now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I mean, it was it was more convenient for us. It, it it made life easier. But I think there are consulates. But it's definitely something re- worth researching before you do go traveling. Okay, that's great. I'm going to carry on down geographically and go to Peru. Uh, sorry, to Chile, because uh, I've been there as well. So where did you mm-hmm. go in Chile? Uh, in Chile, we... So basically what we did was we flew... Because we were flying from... Chile to New Zealand we were yes. flying from Santiago the capital and we kind of got left by our tour got left by our tour group our tour ended and we were in Cusco and so then it was kind of the first real bit of actual proper traveling I would say <laughs> that we did because we were moving we were making our way mm-hmm. and um whereas in Costa Rica we'd sort of just been like festering around but this time we actually had like a destination to get to so that that was where uh, Lonely Planet came in because yeah. we found a, a copy of South America on a shoestring in in the hostel we were staying in and we were like we're gonna take this for ourselves and it was probably like 10 years out of date but we were like this will be our bible and we will <laughs> use this and we like plotted our route so um once we crossed the border into Chile um which in and of itself was an incredible story and we had no idea what was happening but we managed to get across and we ended up in Arica which is like just south of the border with Peru mm-hmm. um we were there and then we went to I think we went to Iquique after that which is a lovely sort of surf oh, city Mount Misty was there I remember yeah that. it was lovely there um I say on the coast but most of Chile is on the coast because it's so like thin and <laughs> down the oh, yeah. ed- down the edge yeah. um and then uh we went to La Serena oh yeah classic yeah classic <laughs> of course we did um and then we ended up in Santiago so we weren't in Chile for all that long I think only about 10 days or so mm-hmm. but we were mainly sort of traveling through and just kind of staying a few nights in each place um, I would say it was one of the bravest things I think we did because we weren't as Emily said beforehand we weren't with any tour it was just us two on yeah, our yeah. own with a book to take us down we had to book all the coaches there was a lot of sitting on coaches in that but it did have a real sense of adventure to it, which mm. I loved. Mm. <laughs> and we'd already done like from Cusco to the border as well. So we'd had like this kind of fairly long mm. bitty journey down the kind of uh, down the down through South America. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some of those coach journeys were 
mad they're quite tough down there aren't they some of the coach journeys and there's the altitudes as well they go up and down yeah 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 exactly but I think like we'd had these sort of illusions of getting a train um and we'd been like oh there must be a train we asked we asked this guy in a we were staying in a um I don't think it was a hostel it was like a hospodage or something we asked the guy at reception about trains and he was very old and he just said there are no trains in South America and then just walked off and we were like oh okay well that must be true we (laughs) just accepted that as fact Wow. Like, okay well we'll discount <laughs> trains buses it is I do think buses were probably more efficient I think it probably was the best thing to do they were but very just comfortable the... coaches as well oh, they oh, they were unreal better in Asia yeah, absolutely lovely oh so Funny. much better yeah than, than Asian ones well better driven. than hostels it was quite mostly arid landscape that was passing which very dry landscape from what I remember until I think that was one specific bit of the journey because we did we went through nazcar didn't we because we wanted to see the nazcar line yeah nazcar lines. oh you done that oh, oh great yeah, yeah. nazcar yeah. lines and we saw the stars the um the observatory we, we went to the observatory in la serena yeah yeah that was stunning yeah that was good fun. It, it was nice i really liked chile i really, really liked it i wish we'd stayed longer but um yeah, yeah we had we a didn't... flight to catch yeah that is something to point out we did have the flights chart um planned Oops. out yeah we didn't just oh we'll say here oh one sorry one thing that was great is um this was in peru though was wakachina that mm. was a real standout place did you go there james no no it's like a, if you imagine in your head like a cartoon idea of an oasis that is what wakachina is okay right sand is everywhere it's just yeah. It's like a little town built yeah. around this oasis in in the desert. Oh wow! Um, Sounds incredible. It, it is amazing. I think like it's it's kind of doubled in size. I think since we were there, but yeah. when we were there, it was very very small. Um, but yeah, that is a big recommendation awesome. to go there. Okay, love that. We um, it from word of mouth as well, which oh, was really? quite cool. Best way yeah. sometimes. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, to get phones. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, just, mm. just well, we did. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like back in those days, that's why I was even. Oh, I say even better than now, but like you were actually on adventure because you can't just go on your phone. You don't no. have one. Like you, no. you are literally going by a book and maybe speaking to some locals. Like, how do I mm. get to in broken Spanish? Probably there, there. Like, mm. that's a pretty yeah. That's place, something that I think about. Like, how did we look for places and go anywhere without Google yeah. Maps on your phone? It's incredible that we did that. Like, yeah, we just yeah. used Lonely so Planet. We literally things. just used Lonely Planet. Like that's all we did. We literally yeah. just went. What does Lonely Planet say? Even to like even booking like hostels, mm. we hostels. went through the recommendations in Lonely Planet. And often, like you know, they wouldn't be around anymore because I think we were using an out of date version, um, which was slightly a bit problematic. Of a guide there, isn't it? Just a, a rough guide. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well. <laughs> No, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah, because um, we 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 would like go to like the hostel that had a computer, then maybe write mm. down stuff, and then like, oh, okay, we've done a bit of research for an hour. Yeah, and then I think we did it. do that as well. Yeah, yeah. But, like, to be fair, you can't do it daily. Like it's just written no. down. Like we're, we're going to try and go there, and mm. you sort of ask the people at the hostel, or oh, where can I book this, or where can I go mm. to this. Mm. But and we, you often we... sort of. Oh no, you go. No, say so we went to San Pedro. In do you go to San Pedro oh, Atacama? No. No, we didn't. No, we spent a week there because it's the driest place in there, right? One of the driest yeah. places. Um, so we kind of dotted about there for a bit, but that was kind of it. We didn't even go to like Santiago or La Serena. I would have loved to go to um, Patagonia and like go, go further south um, mm. to the end of the world and all of that. But yeah, we didn't. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> Next time. My friend Rachel went to Patagonia. That's when she got blown off the um, the cliff, not cliff, but like the hill. Um, oh my God. I think she got blown off and her boyfriend Aaron sort of like grabbed her by the arm and pulled her against the tree. 
Oh, um, this really? guy, yeah, this guy just follows her around. He doesn't really like hiking. Doesn't really like traveling that much. But he's like, <laughs> no, we're going here today. We're going there. We're going there. They're, oh, they're in Central cool. South America for nine months, just doing those sort of things. Wow, but, amazing! So you can see why I want to start a podcast with her. She's got so many stories like that. Yeah, and South but America she, is just rife for stories. It's well. rife, and it is. It's absolutely. Some people ask me like, "How do you describe South America?" I'm like, "It's half lawless, mm. and it's just a. It is an adventure. Like you, you can't. It's no, just well, different anywhere so- else." It's so true you say that because just um, our next country that we go to in New- is New Zealand and you think that is really adventurous, but it's more commercial adventures. Arguably. Controlled as well. Maybe. Yeah, controlled yeah. and very safe. Everything has that black feather. Whereas in South America, it's like, yeah, yeah, you've got <laughs> this going on, that going on. It's up to you. Like I noticed on the Inca Trail, I think you might have noticed this too, James, is the lack of safety rails oh, was 100%. quite mind-blowing to me to see because you didn't have that in the UK. Everything would be so heavily safety conscious. Yeah. Yeah. So you're so right. That's a good word to describe it, adventurous. And each country's got their own way. different way of doing it. Like Bolivia is even more, a bit wild. I wish I'd gone to Bolivia. Those salt yeah. flats do look Yeah. We, we almost did, amazing. but I think then we realised we hadn't had the yellow fever jab, so we couldn't, yeah, uh, we couldn't we go really in. Mm. But we yeah, almost took now. a little detour. Yeah, I would highly recommend if you go salt flats. You can either do it in dry or wet season. So, uh, do you want do you want the mirrored like reflections? Yeah, go rainy season. But if you want fun. just a dry, desolate place, then go in dry season. Um, but by the time that we're traveling, it was dry season. But it's incredible. Mm, um, so cool. I think if you watch, have you seen Ewan McGregor's um trilogy? The yeah, the motorbike. He he goes to the same place that we went to in in the yeah. salt flats and that little like village that he stayed at is a really high altitude um mm. yeah just like in those sort so of like cool. just no one there not, not even anything there it's just so high up and desolate right mm. um, yeah it's pretty cool well worth doing also um i'm gonna go to new zealand because we lived there for a year i had the, I had the best time first time around in 2013 doing the q experience which is a bit of a crazy yeah that's what we did did you do that as well so yep. <laughs> yeah let's get straight to it what did you do <laughs> what, uh, what, what route did you do did you do the funky chicken that's what i done oh my god i can't even remember the names of the routes but we did the we we went through most places i think we went the furthest south we went was christchurch i don't think yes Queen, sorry not sorry that's not true queenstown, well, queenstown. was the furthest yeah, south. Yeah, yeah. um we didn't go as far down as like dunedin and that no. bit but we but we started from uh auckland and then went up to pahia bay of islands and then yeah. all the way down like through wellington crossed over through nelson all of that all the way down to queenstown and then we just sort of got like i, I was about to say got stuck in queenstown we didn't get stuck there we just sort of like loitered there for <laughs> yeah. quite a while right. just like festering around but just because we loved it so much and That's we just were place, quite comfortable it? yeah and we'd like made a few friends and we were just kind of mm. chilling there um and that was at the time where we would meant to you know move on to thailand but obviously we had extra time so we just kind of were like living our lives in queenstown loving it um <sighs> But yeah, I, was, uh, the Kiwi bus I kind of was, wandered mm. around at Queenstown and thought there's something odd about this place. I thought, oh yeah, there's a lack of realism here. There's a lack of people going to work in offices. It's very much designed oh, for yeah. this 19 to 30 demographic. Mm. Yeah. But it was um, it was a very picturesque place to be and incredibly fun. Um, but I don't think somewhere where you'd want to almost live long term. It does feel very trans- transient. Transient, mm. 100%. Yeah, we because um, we had our flight like you sta travel at this point we've done our flight out to must have been fiji afterwards so we had to get back to auckland by a certain point and i kind of looking back kind of wished like christchurch was a nightmare at that point i don't know what 
must have been before the earthquake you went yeah it happened just after we left so you saw it before yeah. the earthquake i saw it after the earthquake after the earthquake yeah. nothing's going on yeah <laughs> um so at that oh. point i thought, kind of wish we missed that and stayed in queenstown a bit longer really mm. Mm. yeah christchurch was it was fine it yeah it was fine to see. I remember the big chess pieces, <laughs> uh, but it didn't. Yeah, New Queenstown had the magic to it. But I thought North North was beautiful for the grass. The grass. I'd never seen it. Yeah. I've never seen grass that green before, which seems a strange thing to say. Uh, and then the south for the mountains. You, oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the scenery in the uh, south is like scenery. unparalleled. Oh, like yeah, it's unrivaled. It's, it's to this day the most beautiful country I've ever seen. I think on the on the whole. Um, but yeah, we used, we we used to just say like, is this a green screen? Because like, yeah. it was just so <laughs> stunning, you just couldn't quite believe it. But yeah, New Zealand was a real, an interesting experience, I'd say. The Kiwi bus is is quite something, isn't it? Yeah. What's your thoughts <laughs> on the Kiwi bus like? Um... Um, I described it like a school trip, except without <laughs> the adults, and we could drink as much as you. Wanted. Yeah. It was just like a bunch of children except... really on it. Yeah. And it was yeah. odd to be so well looked after in that way too. You really, it was quite, it was very, very structured. You were here, you were doing this, then you were off on the bus and you went, which I, which I didn't mind, but I felt I had a bit more to me considering we just done South America, we had to do everything by yourself, mm. and everything was catered to you down to the hospital stores and the names that you would go to and then there would be times when you just want to sleep on the coach and they would stop and be like oh. get off at this beautiful waterfall you yeah yeah, yeah 100%. I just want to sleep <laughs> <laughs> especially after the uh you do after the poo party do that mm -hmm. yes we, we won we won the poo party we won no. it. yeah we won oh. it 100 percent. we won oh, it victors victors <laughs> we'll have that coming you were up. posting that on instagram i, I assume when so, oh yes of course yeah, yeah, of course yes. so <laughs> stop us <laughs> i've got a few of mine that i think we were dressed in bin bags with the letter p what, so, what was your, your theme? theme um the letter p oh right oh that was just it oh okay yeah, anything well i'm p. not gonna lie i can kind of see why you didn't win i don't want to you know <laughs> not an amazing effort no but like obviously everyone everyone was p so so everyone was p everyone's letter p yeah you can do what it's you not want just things beginning with p well, yeah, it's like a loose sort of rule around right. that. So my friend was Baby P, so he was right. just a baby. Oh my sure. god, he dressed as Baby P. Yeah, yeah, like yeah that is on, and they yeah, got like, that is... uh, like some face cream and shit on. Oh my um, god! Wow. We went bagpipes, bit shit. Like we got bin bags, their bags, and we got like toilet roll. The bit in the middle of the toilet roll was like pipes, bagpipes, a bit shit. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so some people yeah just kind of but it had to be bin bags as well it had to be part of it so oh okay so, this is a very yeah. this is very a different theme, theme. <laughs> yeah. yeah what was your thing p but bin bags yeah um uh, our theme was 60s, was 60s. so oh, we we went as, we went as um bw camper vans which we constructed out of cardboard oh, boxes and that's like, awesome round us and um yeah we'll we'll obviously go into it in the episode but yeah. i um i'm a I don't know how to describe it, Rachel, <laughs> but like, I'm, I, I'm, yeah, perfectionist. Yes, that's very kind. Art critic. Um, <laughs> because Absolute we dragon with a lunatic. Because we, you know, three of us went as this together, mm -hmm. and we were all kind of like painting our um, cardboard boxes, and I, I got a little bit um, stressed by it. Okay. I, I was yelling at people. I was like, this isn't. <laughs> there good was enough. so much yelling going on. You had yeah. an argument with nearly every person in the group. I think <laughs> I even got in your way a bit with it as well. But like, I had to be painted this way. We tried to tell you how. Why have you painted it like, that color? No. That's not what we agreed in the brief. 
um, like, yes. oh, this is you and Sam. It was quite funny. Um, I think yeah. Claire had to step in. It's like, right, guys, everything's going to be okay. I'm just going to say it. We won. Yeah, yeah. There you go. What was the actual prize winning? Was there a prize? Was there a free bar? Yes, there was a prize. Um, was the a prize, prize was to do the, um, which I don't know if you did, James, but you know in Queenstown where you can do the um, the jump in the Never canyon spongy. swing. Oh, the canyon swing. No, no, canyon swing. Oh, right. So no, I didn't do that. We, no. we won a canyon swing, a free one, which obviously wasn't a lot of use considering three of us won it between us. But we... Um, yeah donated it to Rachel because it was um her birthday when we were in Queenstown oh nice so she she did it um you did it for your birthday didn't you yeah and uh, there was some issues as well with the skydive and I didn't get to do it for a stupid reason um, oh, yeah. and and then did so they were very very kind to to design that to me but I absolutely loved it um yeah scariest okay, experience fine. ever also um, I wouldn't have wanted to do it so yeah, it's yeah, interesting that because you were happy diving out of a plane. Which yeah, I, happy is, happy yeah. is a strong word. I was not happy. <laughs> I was, I was happy absolutely <laughs> terrified beyond all recognition. But I didn't know. I just well. I watched you do it because, like, you know, they have all the different ways where you can be like released down into the canyon swing. Mm. Um, and one, I can't remember which one you did first. Right, right, you so, did it twice, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. So why did one called the birthday gimp? which is where they dressed me in this leather and had a teddy bear swinging from behind between my legs. And I got a mask over my head, oh my like God, a bag mask that was horrific. yellow. And it had a little sad face on it. And they dragged me out over the top of this cliff. So the height is, you know, um, Statue of Liberty, which she's holding. If you add on another 20 feet, that's how high it is. Um, and they took me out, they spun me upside down. So I had to physically get my legs and wrap myself around it. Oh, yeah. I had to let go. So I was just dangling by my feet, essentially. With a thing over her on. head. Yeah, so I couldn't, so she couldn't see, see anything. anything. And then they said, um, right, three, two, and they pulled the mask off. I had this view right b- below me and they were like, happy birthday. And they pulled the rig and I just went all slammed down. You could just hear me go, ah! <laughs> at the bottom. Um, it was yeah, horrible to watch. My stomach vanished. Mm. My stomach vanished. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it I, was... Like it was really quite traumatic, actually. Like it, I was the one that suffered. <laughs> uh, just watching it, I was like, like oh, everything in you is like, try, your impulse is like, no, Rachel, no. What are you doing? We're well, plunging like, to death, aren't you? you know, essentially, yeah, yeah. Apart from a rope I mean, that's going to pull you back up, or whatever it is. Yeah, but you know, can you trust this rope? I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I yeah they they go through. Yeah, 100%. I found it absolutely chilling to my bones. Oh. Well, you did I really very well struggled to watch me. Um, <laughs> James, the, Emily mentioned the second jump. The second jump was where I chose to just run off it, a bit like Coyote, yeah. the road runner. And I was up there and I looked at the guy and said, How do you run? Because I thought there was a special step work, but I just sounded like an idiot. Like, How do you run? And he just went, Well, you know, just one third in front of the other. I can't do accents, it's a New Zealand accent. And yeah, just put that. one front of the other, but just at a faster pace. So I remember thinking, I'm going to be Roadrunner. And I just ran off that cliff. And yeah, I love that. And every, every nerve in your body is screaming not to because it thinks you're going to kill yourself when yeah. you're doing it. Um, but you're, sorry, that might be a very insensitive thing to say, but you are jumping off a cliff and it's that classic thing that you hear from parents like would would you jump off a cliff if somebody told you to mm. so that's essentially what I was doing you can hear me on the video be like I'm 19 19 on the 19th of June and they're like oh you're barely at your teens rage <laughs> <laughs> but poor Emily had to watch it but M, when you were jumping out your air the airplane I had to watch you 
jump out but sort of disappear and it was like you vanished and it's like you're out of this plane you were here you're not here we're in the sky that it was very very panicking I think it's worse to watch your friends do it Mm. yeah my my, my (laughs) friend on the bungee jump he done the same as you he absolutely owned it so there's a situation a girl in our group was shitting her pants doing the bungee jump but she wanted to do it Mm. and the guys the guys are quite quite cunning is the word I'd use up there because they I hate I hate the jokes they ban the jokes because <laughs> <laughs> they, they were quite obviously realizing that she's fearing this so they got her ready it's like a real big thing to even get her on the edge of the platform and they count you down right so they went yeah. three two and as she went to sort of leap they went no 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 don't and as they said that she was obviously already gone and she was screaming her, her head off and like thought something had gone wrong <laughs> I thought it was a bit cruel, but quite funny to watch. It's very cruel. Like, that could really, you know, that could bring on a cardiac arrest. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Bringing, <laughs> yeah, I think those sorts of things are, are absolutely deathly terrifying. Um, yeah. I would believe that as well. I'd be shaking and probably hurt myself, like trying to wriggle free or something. Because you probably, um, probably think something's wrong, right? You probably like, yeah, you uh, think you would. First three seconds, that shit, what is it? Right. No, mm-hmm. I would as well. Probably like hung. I probably would have done something really dangerous to myself. Um, actually, on on that note with the skydive, um, me and Emily were both meant to do it, and yeah. we were told if they joke with you, they're just joking, so ignore it. Like it's not real. So we both got geared up. We got on the plane, and then we all had our photographers. But my jumper, you know, they're attached to you, and he says yeah. the cameraman's not on board, and I went. <laughs> He is and he was like no, no I'm serious the cameraman is not on board you're not going to get this like you'd have to do it again and because I thought oh he's just lying he's joking around with me I didn't believe him so the more I was like no but you're lying you're lying he's like no one to count how many people there were I lost faith in it and I didn't want to do it so it really really put me off and I didn't um end up doing it because I thought well if they can't get the bloody cameraman on board well yeah um, how am I meant to trust this? So I, I found that really frustrating. My mum thought it was the jumper wasn't on board. It's like, no, mum, I'm not going to launch myself out of attached, the literally me. attached to them. Yeah, it was there literally attached to mum. She thought for eight years that was the case, but it wasn't. Um, yeah. yeah, so those jokes are are not fun. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the skydive is... So I, I might be a bit like Emily here. I'll happily jump out of a plane. I'm happy doing it because I love it. But I will not jump off a platform doing bungee jump. No way. No. So, oh, like, I've got these like ideas when we go next time. I want to do like the mission beach one in is it Australia? When you land on the mm. beach over the mm. Great Barrier Reef, I want to do that. Mm. I've got three or four lined up because I love skydiving, but I just can't can't jump off. No, it's it's seconds. the it's the sensation of falling that I really hate. And like when you skydive, mm. you don't really get that because you've got the wind rush, so you're more sort of like floating. Yes, but like I mean, I don't want to, you know give too many spoilers but my yeah, skydive sure. was an absolute like <laughs> unmitigated <laughs> disaster <laughs> i will say um and we're both so traumatized from it that. was captured obviously it was captured on camera famously mm-hmm. like um my camera did get <laughs> i bloody wish he hadn't because the footage of me doing a skydive was like it reduced people to literal tears like they found it so hilarious <laughs> it really and we fun. we had it on a dvd um yeah our friend Sam who we traveled through a lot of uh, New Zealand with we just kind of made friends with him on the Kiwi bus and did quite a lot of it together mm. to in order to like bond with people in hostels he would like make them watch this footage of me doing a skydive <laughs> and people would just be like absolutely shitting themselves and like crying laughing and that's how we would make friends and I was like <laughs> you know I mean great <laughs> <laughs> only I could make something as cool as a skydive look quite so 
ridiculous but somehow I managed it I just like I don't know why but the pictures I can't wait to put those on Instagram oh they're gonna be great yeah um, I can't wait to look at those and yeah. are you gonna put the video up there as well <laughs> I would but I, I don't know I don't I'm not like I don't have any means to play a DVD to like get the video from do you know what I mean like it, this is the problem with it having been 10 years ago or 11 so, years ago. It's on a DVD ago. disc, right? So you can digitalize, mm-hmm. digi- digitalize that. Okay, we'll, ha- we'll talk about this later, James. Yeah, yeah, o- offline. Um, <laughs> not fun <laughs> content. <laughs> no, it's not. I'll tell you one thing, this is a weird thing in skydive that I struggled. I've done it once about four or five years before and I had a trouble breathing. Yes, you know? I did too. Okay, right. So I, I don't know if I'm the only person who suffered this, but I'm glad you said this because no. no one told me the first time you just jump mm. out great so I was mm. trying to I was trying to breathe in my mouth and I felt like mm. I was dying same <laughs> this is why I look so ridiculous because I'm literally think I'm dying yeah yeah Mid-air. so like the second time I was like right I'm gonna breathe in my nose this time mm-hmm. and keep my mouth shut and obviously I had a much better mm. experience mm. so no one tells uh, you that it's so top tip is don't try and breathe through your face because you're falling at 120 miles an hour you're mm. not gonna catch your breath mm. breathe through your nose but the problem with me was I had a terrible cold cold are day. grim <laughs> I was like, I actually had lost my voice, hadn't I, Rach? Yeah. So I was yeah. trying to like shout and be like, I'm dying. But obviously if I had no <laughs> voice, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> and also, even if I had been able to shout, there's not really a lot they could do. They're like, well, this is skydiving. Like, we're <laughs> up here now. You're going to have to be okay until we get down. If it makes you feel better, Em, my sister did skydiving for a charity and she said she hated every single second of it and yeah. doesn't understand it. She hated it and said, we'll never do this again. What's it. I just... I think like the free fall, the first minute was traumatic is how I'd describe it. But once you put the parachute up, it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was the bit that I liked. Yeah. You can breathe and that's always nice. And you can just, you know, it's just a bit more cash to float down. That Mm. bit is really nice. And that was like a good five minutes. So I really enjoyed that. So you just Mm. don't have a sensation of falling. It's more just like intense power. Just wind rush. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's quite. How do you see? Well, you have little goggles, goggles remember? Those little cones. Yeah. Oh, that's true, yeah. So you look goggles. and you have like the little hat, like a little carrier pigeon. <laughs> you yes. look truly stunning. <laughs> we have to digitalize that DVD. Yeah, yeah you do, yeah. We I have to learn that. how. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have our chat. <laughs> was that in Taupo as well? I'm not sure where it is. That, that yeah, it was in Taupo. Yeah. It was Taupo. Yes. So it was over the lake, but unfortunately there was a lot of cloud cover. So we didn't, we couldn't really see a lot of the lake until oh, we got quite far down. Yeah, it was just the cloud as the backdrop from the video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was an interesting day, day wasn't it Rach but yeah. I did but the day culminated and I love this so much like I really really love this we Rachel was so upset about the skydive that we were sort of sworn to like not talk about it again mm. for like a week so we kind of <laughs> we didn't mention it that night and we all went out to a bar and it was like a, a heavy metal kind of bar like a you know rock a rock bar <laughs> sounding like my mum um and Rachel bless your sweetheart Gave yourself whiplash from headbanging too hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. Oh, the Rage Against the Machine that had won the Christmas just gone. Oh, was it that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, that. That's, and then that's, yeah. that's how the day ended. <laughs> I do want to say that looking back, and I will talk about this in the lesson part, like that was really, really not okay for my sour mood to like dampen no, everybody fine. else's experience. That was just really selfish of me. And I would have never have done that now, but just, uh, just you know, growing up. And we live and we learn. And we learn. Yeah. And then I know I did it. I did like watch the video and I was like, you know, joining in and asking how you guys were with it. I do remember it through your tears. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that was um that was New Zealand. 
Did you go yeah. to Franz Joseph and do some yep. trekking in the uh, glacier? Yep, yeah. which now isn't there anymore. Oh, is it fully gone? Mm-hmm. Really? Oh wow. Again, because I haven't done my job well enough. Yeah. <laughs> you've got a lot, you've got a lot of points to bring up next meeting. No, I've got um, a lot to do on Monday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, we were, yeah, was it four years after you, three years after you. Yeah. That was kind of like roughly still there, but yeah. Wasn't... Yeah. I, I mean I, I I say that I'm I've seen pictures I think it if if it's not if it's not not there anymore completely it's certainly not there anymore all year round like it used to be but it's it's really really suffered yeah but yeah we did do the glacier trek um and I remember I got my tongue stuck on some ice <laughs> do you remember the ice the wow that needs more explanation <laughs> I don't think I can give more explanation. I just, I thought it would be a good idea to lick a glacier, no, lick a stalagmite or tight or whichever. And then my tongue just got fused to it. And the yes, guys had to like was pour like water on it to like release it. And I was like, it was me just like. <laughs> so stupid. That's not something I would do as well. You'd be like, Rachel, for God's sake. So that was me that time, unfortunately. Oh, dear. But yeah, we had a lovely time in France, Joseph. The colours, yeah. I love the caves of colours in the yeah. ice yeah James, it was beautiful you might remember that one as yeah. well it was um, a special thing to go and do um we were the last and... team to go up because of the weather oh. uh, i was thinking at the time you know my very basic limited knowledge i used to be in the air cadets when i was younger i was like oh i oh, know cool. a little bit of stuff about aviation I'm like i don't think we should be going up here they're like no last one off you go and that's the last group out of all mm. our queue experience bus and i kind of thought they just got us up there like a bit risking it a little bit but um, a great helicopter, great helicopter ride up, fantastic views, and then he landed. Oh, you had the helicopter ride. Oh, that's cool. Yes, you get your helicopter up, and then wow. land, get out, and you sort of single file go through the creeks and the in the glacier. Oh, we hiked up it like chumps. Oh, <laughs> oh bugger that! <laughs> yeah, we hiked up. We didn't have the helicopter bit. I think. And also, Rachel, do you remember that we um, actually like put ourselves in the advanced trekking group as well because we, the guide was really hot. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I don't remember that, but that's brilliant. <laughs> but also, you, you hiked Machu Picchu, right? So you, you might have thought, oh, yeah, I think they might well. have asked that. Have you hiked before? Yes, we've done Machu Picchu. We were, yeah. Oh, okay, to go to go and do some ice. <laughs> yeah. Um, lots of great photo opportunities with the shapes and the ice. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Shapes and the colours were. I didn't expect to find ice so colourful, but just those purples. Mm. Those like oh. Yeah, it's quite something. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. It was really really beautiful. Like an amazing day. And um, yeah, as you say, like I mean, you know, I I am now frantically googling my wild claim that it's not there anymore. <laughs> but it's definitely like there's an article from the Guardian that that is about how the receding um nature of the glaciers in France Joseph is included. But like you do kind of feel like on the one hand you're like we're so lucky that we went there when it was like how it yeah. was yeah. but on the other hand you're like oh god it's so awful that it's like these things are melting but um but yeah it was we did we did hike up it with our um crampons didn't we yeah and we had one of the best pictures from the trek there i think of me and you mm-hmm. and those crampons with the camera facing up that was oh, yeah. one of my favorites yeah. um but pretty cool, James, that you went up on the helicopter with the dangerous weather. But do you, I guess you kind of trust it when it's all black feather and they have to look after you. So, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Are they squeezing the money out? You just well, don't know. you have to question you that, right? Yeah. yeah. I, Almost certainly. You also have to get lucky with weather, like as a, as a whole, being France yeah. Joseph. Like, I've been there since and just rained forever. So I couldn't do anything um, when I went there like four or five years later. But um, 
it's a bit like Milford Sound, like you have to get lucky with the weather. So. Oh, we did not get lucky with the weather in Milford, <laughs> Milford Sound. Sound. Oh, oh no, and that was my fault, wasn't it? Because yeah. I was in charge of checking <laughs> the weather forecast to decide what day we did the Milford Sound um, boat trip. Yeah, and it was your I one checked, job. <laughs> I checked it, and I was like, "This is the best day." And we went, and it was like gale force winds, sheeting rain, like to a point where like the the waterfall was blowing horizontally, like because the wind was so strong. And we and the boat was like literally like this, and we've got pictures of us like, and um, it was because I accidentally had checked the forecast for the wrong place. <laughs> I checked yeah. the place we that was like five hours away from Milford South. Bloody hell. We kind of said that's like checking the weather for London um, when we're going to Manchester. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. worse different. even than that. Like, <laughs> well, I think it was cooler to see the, the waterfalls going up. It was an experience, it was for sure. Reflection. It was definitely more fun to have yeah. that windy boat. Yeah, so I completely forgot about Milford South. God, we did so many things in New Zealand. Was that part did of your key experience? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah we didn't do that on ours, but we done it yeah. years later. but. We got lucky, no rain, clear sky. Oh, beautiful. Is it as beautiful I bet it was lovely. Is there with the, the glass, the reflection. Mm. It's so calm, yeah. like just going through those fjords, right? Calm, yeah. was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lovely and calm, was it? Yeah. <laughs> no rain. <laughs> Sounds lovely. I remember they had like this really intense buffet on board that we'd obviously like taken full advantage of. And then, of uh, yeah, wasn't great with the old. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we're going for it <laughs> of course but then we very nearly vomited it all over into the milford sound over the side because of the <laughs> my terrible mistakes but yeah there's the aquarium there or at least not an aquarium but where you can see underneath yeah there's the a viewing sounds. thing isn't yeah the there? viewing platform did you see that it as well did not even know that oh, oh I, wow. just, I thought it was just something that you just immediately do afterwards no so just done no. Oh. They were probably like they've had a terrible time. Show them something else. <laughs> <laughs> probably that's the backup thing. Yeah. You're probably right, actually. You got to see the actual real views. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That Sounds like time. you got that for the falling up the plane where we got cloud and wasn't there a beach as well? Um, the, there was a beach in the North Island, and when you saw it, it was some, it was stunning, but it was clouded over. But it was a really, really special beach. Mm, potentially, I can't really remember, but uh, but it sounds really, legit specific thing but it was completely clouded over and you can mm. see thing yeah we, been, we have been unlucky I mean. with cloud like don't get me wrong like there's some stuff we did get lucky with but we've done plenty of hikes like mount fuji got to the top cloud can't see anything yeah so, um, we've, it's always we've been a risk isn't it yeah but at that time i think i was more lucky more lucky in those days i don't know like the taupo skydive clear sky clear views mm, um, seem to be a bit more lucky don't know mm. Yeah, we had a really, really beautiful day when we went to Lake Wanaka, but we didn't really do anything mm. with Lake Wanaka. We just looked at it. But well, what do you do there, though? Well, it's, it's a great view. Like, yeah, trees. you see the tree, brilliant tree, love the tree. <laughs> we love that tree. But what else? Great. We did. We took a photos. lot of picture, posy pictures in front of the sunset with the silhouetted yeah. jump in the sky ones. Um, and didn't you camp out there, Em, for a few hours? Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> you did that. That. <laughs> that was an absolutely <laughs> stupid thing to do, considering it was about like minus one degrees. Did you go but, to yeah, Roy's like, Peak as well? Uh, to where? Roy's Peak. Oh no, I don't think we did. Near Wanaka. Where's that? Near Wanaka. Oh no, we didn't. We no, were in we, Wanaka we for, like, there one for like one night. Oh, okay. Yeah, we didn't was... do any of the new, um, Lord of the Rings stuff. Neither of us are interested. Oh, at that time, it. yeah, same. I didn't do any of that. Didn't. Not interested in it. No, no. Are I've, you not a fan? Never watched it. <gasps> I mean, I have watched it. Have you? So I'm, I'm the biggest fan here. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen all the it, films. God, years ago, but it's it never really captured me. And people who say it's like Harry Potter are wrong. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Venom. <laughs> they're just wow. such a different thing. It's just the fact that they're both fantasy. That's the only thing they really have in common. And there's a few dragons, but we did go to Hobbiton. But we, yeah. I remember what happened that day there, yeah. is that, yeah. yeah, like we were late getting up that day. So our bus driver was incredibly angry with us. And he was like, because you've been late, we've got like far less time for you to enjoy Hobbiton. So he was like, get off the bus, take a photo, get back on the bus and we'll get, be on our way. So we were like, okay. Who is your, hungover. I was going to ask actually, who is your bus drivers? Um, oh God. Mine's still There's there. Many. Mine's still going. Oh, who did you have? Dave. Mm, could have had Dave. Bald head Dave. Kiwi I do remember some level. of their names. We had one. One was called Fly. Okay. One was called Kane. Bloody hell! Uh, yeah, these are just coming back to me. I don't remember the name of one, but there was this like big Maori guy who was we absolutely loved. Yeah, he was great fun. Yeah. Big old Maori. He looks a bit like the guy from Mau- uh, Moana. Moana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He had so, that energy. Yeah, he did. No, they were great. Good. I loved the Kiwi bus drivers. They were. Uh, really, our really second one wasn't guys. great, Bridget. Oh, can't say oh, who cares? Um, well, <laughs> yeah. named and shamed. Named and shamed. Bit of a fun sponge, you know? Like, mm. oh, oh really? come on, Bridget, like, lighten up a little bit. Yeah, that was in the South Island. So, mm. yeah, that was a bit of a shame. Oh, that is North like Island. kind of their job to make sure that the vibe is there. They do Absolutely. have to have that sense. They, because people are paying, you have to kind of be, even if you hate it, then yeah. change. I don't know. I, I don't think that's right. Dave also dropped someone's camera in the waterfall. Um, oh, they've been traveling for like five say. months. And uh, so me and my friend were standing. So he said, like, come with me. We've got this like, secret, um, secret. There's other walk we can do where it's away from the tourists and get a look at the waterfalls. Like, yeah, great. So we all followed him up. And me and Mike, my friend Mike, who was traveling with, were kind of third, second, last in line. So everyone's getting their photo. And he's like, kind of like, there's a wooden fence, like cornered. And he's sitting on the corner, but there's a drop down to the waterfall. So oh my God. He, he, had, he had a tree behind him, so he's pretty stable, but... He took this girl's phone, um, this camera in front of us, and he's, I, I just remember it so clearly. He took it and he just didn't, didn't quite grab it right. And he fumbled and he threw it up and he fumbled and it sort of went oh, this way and it went, yeah. went down to the waterfall. Oh, oh my God. <gasps> Rachel, you would absolutely be. She was just like in Devo. tears straight away. Did so. she Did she get the photos off it and have them shared? No, it didn't back them up. Oh, I see. Like if you've been traveling as well before, like, like three or four months backed up your because we we backed ours up on this very cool account called photo bucket i don't know if you ever heard of it no um but it was just something that you could back the pictures on then wipe your card and keep going because i was nervous we did that quite regularly we were quite on that because i was so so afraid of losing a camera or something like that happening because you can always replace a camera but you can't replace the pictures so Although that is awful, I don't know why she wasn't thinking about backing them up because anything could happen to that camera. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it fell in the waterfall. Gone. And it fell in the waterfall. <laughs> like they're, they're did... so devastated. <sighs> we got to the bus. So Dave wanted to carry on with the trip. And he's like, right, so next stop. And everyone's like, no, no. Some people are like, no, we're going to go and look for it. So they got their like snorkeling oh, gear out no. and diving gear. 45 oh, minutes really? later, mate, it's gone. You're not finding that. But um... oh, really? yeah. well, Even I mean, if you had found it, it would be ruined. Well, Rachel, you can put it oh, in a yeah. bu- uh, you can put it in a box of rice. But with the water, the... it could be hitting with rocks and god. Sure, the yeah, amount yeah. of phones I've resurrected. But ones from in... waterfalls. Yes. 
<laughs> from a hiding <laughs> the waterfalls of London. <laughs> yeah. Um, I bet they're Pre- there was such a pregnant pause when that had happened. There was just this stunned sense of. Is there well, no one knew because everyone's walking back. Oh, so me and Mike, yeah. like, fuck, like, what do we, what do we say and do here? Like, I don't know. Mm. It was hard. This might sound really morbid. It was half funny because the way he fumbled it. <laughs> yeah, like no, you comedy. can't help but be like, this is like yeah. comedy, except it's real, <laughs> like a comedy like, drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, oh, 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 and he, he just couldn't <laughs> get hold of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I dropped um, my phone like that the other day and I laughed at myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I sort of was laughing a little bit, really. It sounds a bit harsh, mm. but... Uh, no, yeah. I get it. They, um, the walk back was a bit awkward, though, because it's like elephant in the room, right? Like me and Dave and Mike were like, talking about New Zealand, if you like, but we all know what just happened there, Mike. Uh, Dave, like, come on, Dave, mm. like, what are you going to mm. do? But he's a weird character. He didn't really apologise. Oh, he was justified oh. by saying that you put your trust in someone else to do that. <gasps> it's not really my fault like it happened these things happen dave I like dave. dave you need to shut up here mate dave if you, you really apologize <laughs> i feel like if that was a, i don't know i feel like if that was a woman that took it i Help think they me. would just be really yeah. genuinely apologetic yeah i think she honest. actually you know in q experience you can get off and then change your bus yeah i think she did that next stop so <laughs> she stayed she stayed next to like wow two or three days the next stop and then got a new bus driver and new group I think mm, wow. the group, the group I was like really good with her like oh really sorry to hear that like blah 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 but I think she just needed a fresh yeah break fresh from that start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, Not yeah plagued by the memories yeah I get it <laughs> yeah but that's a weird wow. experience um it's a weird experience Wellington did you go there yep so we yeah. lived there for like a year what do oh, you think oh amazing do you like Wellington? Uh, my my enduring memory of Wellington is us trying to get Rachel's passport in all honesty that's when we had that Ferrari with the um the, the uh embassy where they said that you need to post these papers to us yeah that um was that it. was Wellington we went I think to a me museum and you had an argument as well on, yeah we did yeah. and it was raining so we don't have the best memories of Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit of a low point you. I think with Wellington I remember, I remember thinking it was a very cool city yeah. but I remember thinking that we just weren't in the mind frame to enjoy it no, there was a lot of stress around paperwork mm. at that point. What yeah, was it so like to live there? Uh, real small, but um, mm. oh, unbelievable amount of jobs there. Oh, really? Yeah, like you can get temp jobs for ridiculous money there because they're just so needed. So if you're mm. if you're a Brit and you, you can work a computer, right click a mouse, you're pretty much sorted there for a job. So oh, amazing! Oh wow! Um, we had decent jobs, saved a bit of I money. I can't right click a mouse though. I can only left click. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Nothing I don't know what to me. say to that, really. <laughs> no. Sorry. I, uh... <laughs> that was a terrible joke. <laughs> Edit that out, James. <laughs> no, I'll keep that in. Um, Wellington, yeah, great place to live. A uh, bit windy, a bit rainy. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's got great access to South and North Island because it's just on the cusp of the ferry. So you get a ferry cross. We can trek up north to wherever you want. So, um I think it's a much nicer city than definitely Auckland and definitely Christchurch. Yeah, Auckland, I feel, is its own thing. And then you have yeah. the rest of New Zealand. And everybody kind of does say that. Mm. It feels more like a New York that's got a bit lost and is in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. So we, we kind of got advised not to really go to Auckland. So we thought the only viable option was Wellington. But at this point, we've done 
because me and my girlfriend at this point done three weeks in North Island and South Island in a camper van. So we kind of saw oh, um, yeah, that, that's um, bits really and pieces cool around. That way. Yeah. I think if you've got a partner, that's a better way. And I think if you're yes. single, the Kiwi bus, because it was 100%. very good fun and you're just around people your own age drinking, having a good time. Did yeah. you go from North to South or yes. South to North? North to South. Yeah, that's a Both better times. way around to do it. I think it gets like just better yeah. as you go down. Yeah, and also, Auckland has more opportunities to rent uh, camper vans uh, that I found at the time. This is easy oh. to rent there. So you might, and you probably fly in there as well. So, yeah, probably easier way to do that is north to south. How did you find the expat community when you were living in Wellington as well? Yeah, loads and loads of Brits, Irish, everything really, French, a whole lot. Um, yeah, so like cool. we had, it's like playing football on a Wednesday night. It's all the classic stuff you do in the UK, really, but just a much nicer mm-hmm. place. Did you Aww. did you find it quite tricky to be away from your family? Like it is, you know, classically the furthest place ever. I mean, I know you're in Canada right now, but tell you one thing, it's a bloody nightmare. Yeah, that is it is a 24 hour journey. Mm. Like here in Vancouver, it's nine hours straight in, no pissing about, but there it's just so far away. So mm. that does come into your thinking if you're living there, if you're mm, thinking about it. Of course, yeah. Um and you can't really go go to Australia. Mm-hmm. Great. Same, same, great. All the islands in Pacific, but um getting to Asia, Southeast Asia is like a 10 hour, eight, 10 hour flight yeah. from Auckland, right? So it's quite far away from anywhere. Is it yeah. still true that there's like, I think this was true, four million population in New Zealand? Yeah, like four and a half, I think, roughly. Four and a half, God. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Because people always think of New Zealand as being like, people always bundle it with Australia and say like, oh, Australia, New Zealand, when in actual fact, it's, it is still really quite far away from Australia. It's like, oh, yeah. it's very much out on its own. And I think that's why it has this kind of similar, well, it's not why, but it has this kind of similar climate to the UK. And like, I think, you know, people often think Australia's like 24-7 sunshine. New Zealand is very different to that. Very um, and we've we've certainly found it quite a um because we were there in obviously what was the depths of their winter because we were there around June oh, yeah. July time yeah and um, we'd obviously come from South America we had to basically just <laughs> chuck out all of our clothes and buy a new like we went on this like fun day shopping where we were like let's go shopping we were like coats <laughs> jumpers hats um yeah just like had a fun day didn't we like just shopping shopping around for all of our, our, our new New Zealand wardrobe <laughs> yeah very different I think Auckland's the same level as I think Sydney so yes. if you get Auckland you're probably gonna get nicer weather um, but mm. Nelson is the most sunniest place in New Zealand which is on the South Island so oh Nelson yeah uh, I remember has, Nelson yeah great sunshine Nelson. there yeah nice little town mm. there. Not, not sure industry-wise what's there but um yeah Wasn't Nelson something to do with the equator Nelson has no no, no it's no. got the um central central point of New Zealand in it I think oh that was because we, yeah, we climbed up to that and it's kind of um demarcated by this sort of suspended it looks a bit like a missile which we found a bit unnerving but like we climbed up this sort of hill and yes it has, has this like needly suspended thing and that's supposed to be the the actual center of mm. New Zealand or the most central that point. was it I I know when I said equator it's nowhere near it no it no no I know what you mean yeah yeah it was just in your head of yeah yeah mm-hmm. there's something there um I was gonna ask something about oh yeah um not ask but Emily I always remember this great sentence you said about the relationship between Australia and New Zealand using a kangaroo and a kiwi do you remember it nope (laughs) (laughs) sounds like it could potentially be offensive so I'm slightly trepidatious for you to say it it's quite good so Emily described um 
like so you've lived over in New Zealand haven't you James and I feel like you, yeah you said you've been to Australia I feel like the mm. Australians are like oh we love New Zealand whereas the New Zealands are more like no we're nothing like them we've got our own identity yeah. so Emily said it's like having a kangaroo trying to hug a kiwi and the kiwi's like get off and then <laughs> like, no come here love me <laughs> yeah I do remember saying that now actually yeah yeah it's yeah, a, a fair point it's a fair description yeah yeah, yeah I loved um, I absolutely sorry like I I absolutely loved the people in New Zealand yes. I thought they were so funny and like I as you obviously can tell I'm quite I have a very dry sense of humor and like they were just so dry and sarcastic and I was like yeah. my people I love <laughs> you guys like the work <laughs> culture is good as well I enjoyed working there oh, um, really? my team was great like drinks mm. every Friday oh, parties going on as um even though it's a government job that seemed to be a bit loose here and there so yeah I absolutely love my time there would yeah love to go back yeah but I'd like to you're uh, making me think James that could be my next destination I would Ooh, if I choose anywhere probably would be New Zealand yeah mm. yeah it's better we'll than Canada in terms of that we'll all go <laughs> <laughs> that's the upshot of this podcast <laughs> the three of us relocate and your girlfriend obviously <laughs> and Chris <laughs> I'll be alone <laughs> I was talking to this guy who's on my podcast last week or week before. He lives in California. We've got like, I don't know, 28 million people in there. And he was like, oh, we're thinking about going to New Zealand to retire. You know, what's it like? I'm like, oh. well, you live in California, right? LA, huge yeah. area. There's yeah. no one in New Zealand, mate. Like, you're not going to find, you just find like there's no one there. Right. Because he will be probably going to South Island, I'd imagine, he said. I was like, wow, there's even less people in North Island. So you'll just be like on roads. You don't see anyone for like hours or or not hours but like quite a few minutes whereas like they California drive at the age of like 14 15 out there don't they in New Zealand too oh yeah 100% yeah yeah, yeah. maybe older as in the, the previous generations maybe newer generations got a bit of a challenge with that with house prices and stuff but um, mm. yeah mm. I, I just like it's a great place to go and sort of chill out for a bit so if you're mm. looking for a place to go Wellington's your place okay mm. there you go oh. <laughs> so I've got a uh, come to the end of the podcast episode I probably should wrap it up otherwise I've gone for hours um let's finish <laughs> on your podcast hours. in terms of where can people find you um what's coming up and I've got some quick fire travel questions to finish with I do oh, think exciting. um so with our social media profiles if you would like to follow us we're on instagram at gap year diaries podcast we're on tiktok at, at gap year diaries podcast uh we're on facebook at gap year diaries podcast because we can't quite get the t due to character and limitations um and uh yeah basically on our instagram page we share when the episodes are out so we're out weekly every thursday like clockwork we have a couple special episodes as well we're currently done two series first in costa rica the second in peru and the third we're going down to Chile um and uh yeah so on our Instagram page we do like to put up pictures of our travel so you can see them mm. from 2010 uh, they're great fun and there'll be more audiograms coming out on our TikTok page um and yeah we're just excited to see what 2022 has in store for us um Emily anything that I've missed or would like to add uh no I think that's that's everything yeah um uh, yeah we're on all uh, podcast platforms as Rachel says so yes, you can find yeah. us pretty easily yeah anywhere um, you get your spot your podcast from you can find us we're like oh, a little blue logo yeah great logo as well I I am um, oh, follow you on Spotify so obviously that's a pretty popular one to go by but yeah James how did you find us if you don't mind us asking God, that's a bloody great question <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know what. I don't even know. It must probably, have been probably Instagram. Yeah, like it's it definitely Instagram. Instagram. It might have been the algorithm saying, "Oh, you might know this person," and I thought, "Oh, it." I don't know if, for you guys if you on your Instagram page you probably see like four, five, six people that they say you might know or you might mm-hmm. check yeah. out, and I'm oh yeah, I look at them and go, "Nah, nah." <laughs> but obviously, some I do like, and obviously, yours is one of those. I thought, oh, "I'll check these guys oh. out." Because I'm yeah, I'm more kind. backpacker type. Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I feel like yours is quite a similar vibe. So yeah, um, definitely similar in, in what I'm trying posh. to do. And we don't we're have not we're not <laughs> we're not posh with that like luxury travel. Um yeah, we yeah, we're not a place where we give a lot um of travel advice. We give yeah, our same. kind of subjective thoughts. Yeah. We're more of like the storytellers, and it's amazing how little there is of uh, out there. Often when you see travel, it's I know where to go, follow these places. Whereas yeah. we're like, we're two idiots, this is what we've done, laugh along. Mm. <laughs> That's kind of our vibe. And um, James, whilst I have the opportunity, I want to say a massive thank you to you, not only for having us for mm. two hours, bless your soul. Yes, but thank you so much. <laughs> also for um organizing to have us on um and all of that jazz because i know that takes a lot of time to put those documents together and i know you've got the editing but also for listening that has just been such a a cherry on top and we really appreciate (laughs) because you mentioned you've referenced a lot of episodes in this interview made us feel very comfortable um i noticed as well in your your research you really had done the research behind the episodes and that hasn't been lost i know neither of us have commented on that but um it it definitely hasn't been missed and we really appreciate you listening along so yeah and we should have you we'll have you on ours as well yeah oh yeah because obviously gotta come on are you gonna have guests on yours do you think yes absolutely like Yeah, something that, that we really plans? want to do more of yeah, yeah what we might do like we're talking about how we're going to frame it but I think what we could maybe do is get people on with a little snippet of their own maybe travel writing or travel rec- mm. or however they've yeah. recorded it if um and maybe kind of look at it that way but yeah we'll definitely we'll figure out a way for sure oh great yeah. that's great to hear I was gonna ask what your future plans are with the podcast so you're gonna obviously get the the series out in terms of like your five countries and then obviously yeah you probably yeah. want to carry on, right? So you're going to venture out. Well, to... <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we've got we've uh, we're coming to the well. I'll say we're coming to the end of Peru. We've got a good few episodes left to record, like maybe another five or so. Mm. Um, and then we've got obviously our Chile series, and after that, New Zealand, and after that, Singapore. Um, a lot of people have said, "What will you do when you run out of blogs?" And I'm like, first and foremost, I think you underestimate quite how many blogs I wrote. Yeah, like we're going to be doing this for like at least another year. <laughs> like, yeah. And secondly, like we don't you know the podcast could end like it doesn't we don't have the podcast forever and ever <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely. but also we do have we do have lots of ideas we've got so many ideas for like bonus episodes and as yeah. we say like we really love the idea of getting other people on and talking through their travel diaries yeah. and mm. what they thought was noteworthy on their trips and stuff because I really think um travel writing is something I'm so passionate about obviously it's been a big part of my career thus far and yeah. I think um Rach and I are so keen to like kind of tap into that vein after we've kind of blabbered on about our own experiences um and emily's really passionate about travel writing i'm mm. quite passionate and since building this podcast um it was you know quite a lot of the work that i had done the research and how to put one together so i'm on upwork um and if oh, okay. anybody needs some help with their editing or putting a podcast together that's great yeah. um you know that I'm, i'd love to do that i like to edit i'm that weirdo that doesn't mind sitting and editing <laughs> things um and also yeah it would be if you are listening to this and you do have some travel stories honestly get in touch we're really quite easy just dm 
DM us um, and chat to us. And actually we can sit back and listen to you talk as James, you've been very good with us. We do go on a lot of tangents and no, look, I find it hilarious, chatty, so worry. we have really <laughs> enjoyed um, yeah, your questions. So thank you very much. Yeah, I just want to say, yeah, thanks for your kind words. I really appreciate it. And uh, I feel no I'm not a fraud, but like I've still got a lot to catch up on your podcast. So it is on my list. Like you are. Well, we hit our 20th episode this week. Yeah. We've, yeah. We've, so there are there are a lot and they are, you know, it's, good between 30, 40 yeah, minutes. There's a, lot, there's a lot to listen to. It's yeah, a commitment. it's quite a dense <laughs> thing, but it's it's lols as well. We talk about um, just for a quick listening thing. We talk about the, what we've been doing. Then we talk about our favorite person and then we talk mm. about the lessons that we learn. So we do follow the same structure each time just because I think it makes things a bit easier um to listen to yeah yeah and i think i can't wait to catch up with more of them and oh, there's a difference you. between listen before and after this podcast because before i'm like right i'm writing notes right what do you say there mm. chocolate right yeah Peru. <laughs> the story about, the, about the, the wrong hotel we got get, take the wrong hotel and Flores. Flores. i'm like god write it down so i can now listen with a bit more relaxed about it i can, can like, enjoy it and like yeah. not for like, oh. that um, so <laughs> i'm really you looking forward to that notes. And, uh, I, love you. your, I love your vibe on your podcast it's great thank Aww. you thank yeah. you so much uh, we really love doing it i think that's kind of like that's how key, we just, right yeah, yeah we always mm. said we'll just do it for ourselves and like if anyone listens to it that's an absolute bonus but like we do it primarily just you know to make ourselves laugh and like yeah. it's really lovely that other people enjoy that too Oh yeah God, yeah that's literally like the value of us and anything that we have decision making we always talk it through we're so transparent with yeah. one another we need to support each other and we're not afraid as well for one of us to be like actually i don't think this is quite working can we change it up we've had that happen um uh yeah so i think that's that's important too and james we um i, I had um, your episode on actually your i think your episode 46 or the latest one that you had on oh, um, with, um, a consultancy right like a travel consultancy not really yet if I'm honest, like it's it's something I've set up for. So basically, the plan is, yeah, um, I'm taking this podcast on the road. That's my plan. So <gasps> when I so cool. when That's I so travel cool. next, I'm going to take it with me and just nice. see what it was like. I, I don't think there's a podcast that I found yet. Anyway, it's like a because of COVID, it's probably not really happened. But like, yeah, a backpacker type person going out on the road and taking a podcast with them. So I've got all these ideas coming up, like for the next year, if you like of how I'm going to do that so that's Amazing. kind of the, the plan the travel consultancy might get shunned off anyway because I think that's probably more of a focus of an area that I want to go into but yeah mm. I'm a bit like you Rachel like uh you saying you're on Upwork I'm like you know if someone wants to help planning a trip STA travel's not there anymore so we've got mm. experience of maybe like knowing how to plan those like trips if you want to set some flights oh my god room. and since living in thailand people are like oh where should i go i remember one couple being like where should i go the hours it took just to put like a sheet together and think logistically mm. around it um and they went to about half the things i did and i translated things in thai and said did you use the thai i showed you in the, do in oh, the wow. document for the taxi and then we're like no we didn't have any time for that it's like oh well i spent ages on that <laughs> thanks <laughs> um, that's cool that you run up work that's that's really cool well so that's, I, that was the idea of the consultancy to get like to offer that sort of service really that's um, really cool yeah that's but i think podcast will, will be and i'm writing a book um and oh you can help me out here you should write you guys should write a book like either on your podcast this episodes. one i don't know where she is for you but this one she's down here she yeah. like yeah you i know how much you want to write on her travels like that's <laughs> yeah. one of my plans as well i've, I've written a first yeah. draft so i need to go for it again Amazing. that's so awesome so, I, I mean if you if you ever want any like you know I, I don't want to be arrogant enough to say copy editing but like any kind of someone to read through it or whatever 
I will definitely need that because <laughs> I can't write. So um, I'm going to well, you know, it. <laughs> professional travel writer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. She's very, very good at what she does. Did really actually, good. did actually achieve the dream, even though it seemed crazy at the time. I did uh-huh. actually achieve my dream of writing for Lonely Planet. Yeah, but yeah. I have written. I have written right, some right. absolutely ludicrous articles. So, okay. That's great go on, Emily. Tell your ludicrous article. You love telling the story. I'll tell the. I'll tell the best one. <laughs> my, my favorite. The best one I wrote is "Where to Travel" based on your favorite Rihanna song. Um, what's mine? Ponderico. <laughs> I love how you're like. Mm, okay. Seriously. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ponderico. Yeah. I think I think that's the first one in the article, and I think I say um, Barbados because it was her first single. She is from Barbados. Da, da, yeah. da, da. But I'll send you the article, James. That's yeah, yeah, please. Uh, I'm a read. <laughs> Top notch. Yeah, yeah. Is Pulitzer worthy? Some of us. <laughs> some being me. Yeah. <laughs> Emily as well. I'm just going to say this for you, but Emily as well once wrote and um, like the, what was it? The world's best crazy golf places oh, yeah. to go and there were this podcast that picked up on this article and read it through and used emily's article for their oh, wow, episode nice. yeah, i yeah. know and then emailed emily to say we've used this thank you very much and Emily's like oh my god great and then you went on their podcast and yeah. i just love how i basically you. i just took the piss out like because it because it was an article <laughs> for lonely planet so obviously yes. lonely planet's so like you know big mm. it they'd googled like world's best mini golf courses and because it was lonely planet it come up at the top because the seo is exceptional yeah. and they were they'd done their whole episode on my article which and then they emailed me and i was like oh my god that's so adorable and then i for a joke was like oh if you ever want a guest in your podcast and they like tipped me up on it so i had to go on this <laughs> podcast with these two guys from like where were they from boulder in Co- uh, colorado, oh, colorado or Denver. Yeah. Yeah. and um they were bless them they were like they were uh, one of them was must have been in his 60s and the other one was in his 50s and they were just so lovely and i just i was like i didn't know what i was doing on that podcast i was so nervous and they introduced <laughs> me as like renowned travel writer emily frost and i was like oh god <laughs> <laughs> wow that's a huge uh, I was like, accolade that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> renowned yeah renowned that was a that was a weird day <laughs> Yeah, thanks for uh, information about yourselves and the podcast. I'll share it all on my platforms for the week um, oh, and obviously going much. forward. Yes, I'll thank love- you for your shares of stories and yes. like these this last week. We've tried Rachel's to share done, else. Yeah, Rachel's done a lot of work. I've I've been absolutely shit. I've had a really intense week at work, but Rachel's been really good at like, you know, getting on that and resharing and and smashing it. Yeah, yeah. So I'll keep doing that. Um, no problem. Mm. And is there, if there's one thing I could probably that I've learned this week is are you on Podchaser? Yeah, we're on everything. Yeah. Podchaser is like the IMDb of podcasts. So yes. obviously I'll credit you guys for this episode and then people can find, if they're searching for you guys specifically, they'll say, oh, there are a guest on this podcast, right? So you can search for either creators or guests or podcasts or episodes or even subjects. So I'm now like, we are on Podchaser. Now I'm questioning myself. We sure certainly we get emails from Podchaser. I don't know if it was that thing you were trying to set up and you were struggling with it. but No, that was all dry, which oh, I okay. struggled with and I didn't like. I'm pretty sure we are. If we're, we're through Buzzsprout. Do you use Buzzsprout, James? No, I use Spreaker. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, because um, their monetization is pretty, I think it's the best in the market going forward, mm-hmm. if you're interested in that. Yeah, we, we are. We just don't, we're not quite there yet. With yeah, the same. Figures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it takes a while. <laughs> um, but I, I would say uh, to listeners, if you could review this podcast and also their podcast, the Gap Year Diaries podcast on Podchaser, that really helps because it gets a bit more traction out there. So Amazing. that's a really yeah. good tip. Thanks, thank and you. thank you for that for the support. We shall as well um, mention this and say that we're on this episode. Um, if you give those, those sorts of details, then we can Absolutely. do that. And we will should be sure to shout you out on our next episode, won't we, Emily? Yep. Like 
at oh, the start to say that we've been on that and uh, we can put that as a link as well in the description emily yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah more for help for she's uh, the writer for it 100 like special travel podcasts that are starting out or quite new like me so yeah, yeah totally. that's definitely a name share the love right we're going to finish on travel questions these are quick fire no thinking what first comes to mind obviously you both get an answer each oh, uh, these are on my website jameshammond.org if you want to look them up but they're supposed to be kind of like a surprise it's travel question time right this can be based on any of your travels whether it's like what we discussed or anywhere else you've been so what's your two favorite beaches that you've been to um i can i can answer that um it was oh, i've completely forgotten the name of it <laughs> oh it's off of the it's off of um oh my god all the ties falling out my head but it's it's one in thailand and it just had um a 360 degree sandbar that you could walk out oh, and wow. then it would just turn into sand again and there was about god about 100 people on this island um but amazing italian food from this italian guy that just set up a restaurant there oh. and a cute little hotel there um and it was something that about 70 percent of the conversation was just how stunning it was and one girl that had traveled for the last seven years or stayed in thailand for seven years said she'd never seen a beach quite like it and she knows her beaches wow so that'd be my place the one i can't remember the name of <laughs> emily your favorite beach uh because i'm under pressure and this is gonna sound a weird answer but i recently went to a beach in um uh in the isle of sky in scotland and it was called it's called point of sleet i think and basically you have to do a hike to get there like an hour's hike and it's quite Mm. like rubbly but once you got to this beach i was just like like me and my friend were literally like it took our breath away we couldn't believe that this beach was like existed and also was in scotland like the it looked like the caribbean the water is absolutely Mm. sparklingly clear blue i swam in it it was very cold um but it's it was just one of the most stunning beaches and because you had to do this hike it was it was pretty deserted so i would say that that's my current fave beach okay love that uh do you both drink coffee yes no i hate it okay love it Uh, only like tiramisu what's your (laughs) what's your favorite interchangeable or city of coffee like where well do you know what i will say i am deeply unfussy about my coffee i will take whatever i'll take wherever it comes from however i i did i do i went to naples and i had um the most amazing espresso of my life there yeah love that okay your one of your favorite cities that you've been to Uh, oh cities jesus so many come to mind, but I think I, I have to say, I feel like it's very Thai centric, but I have to say Bangkok because that was the one that I would class as home because um, I lived there for four years. Yeah. And um, a lot of on Bangkok, a lot of people get there, spend a couple of days, and be like, oh, can't wait to get out. But it is a real hidden no, treasure. Loved it. Loved it. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah. I'd stay there longer. Yeah, if I could. We stayed there for a week, actually. Oh, there's so much to do. There's yeah. so much to do. So wonderful. Mm. Yeah, I think like Rachel, I've got a bazillion in my head. Obviously, I just mm. shouted out Naples, but I actually actually really, really love Naples as a city. I think it's got a, a chaotic energy that I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, as a sort of a sort of slightly lesser known one, I really loved Ljubljana in Slovenia. I thought that had a really cool oh, vibe. Yeah. Um, okay. yeah. It's a very small city, but really, really cool. I really, really liked it there. Um, my favorite city like in the world as in the one that's closest to my heart is Brighton as we've said I just love Brighton I've been going there mm-hmm. since I was a kid I think it's my spiritual home yeah um and yeah I just I I I um really loved uh Cusco just because to great be on place. brand great place. Yeah. yeah yeah just so much fun it's just a city of, of real fun yeah culture fun history close mm. to the trail yeah, yeah all that love that yeah 
This might be an easy one. Your favorite track that you've both done? I have literally done minimal tracks in my life. So okay. I will have to say the Inca Trail. Yeah. Um, I love the, uh, oh, Koa Dang. I think that was a beach, by the way. It's <laughs> just going back. There's near. Oh, yeah. Nice. Rachel, this is quick fire. Come on. No, I know. Favorite um, track? Taking my nerves time. Um, I think actually the one I did in Bali. Um, oh. Yeah, where we saw the uh, the volcano. We volcano? Went, we went yeah. Quite early. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was stunning. Okay. That one. This might be a tough one. Um, your favorite country? Ooh. I think my favorite country is Peru. I actually just think it is. I've I wanted to go there since I was a kid. Mm. It's really like has a sort of special spiritual place in my heart, and it met, met my expectations, exceeded my expectations, and I just I love um, South America. That's definitely my favorite continent. Yeah. And um, I just found Peru just I don't know there was something about it. I just felt like I had an affinity with it. Um, so I would I still say Peru even you know eleven years on and I've travelled a lot since then, but Peru still still number one for me. Nice. Rachel? Um, I think it's the country I haven't been to yet. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That what is, is it? an abstract answer. <laughs> <laughs> you I don't know what it is. Firmly's reaction. <laughs> you don't know the country? No, I said the one I haven't been to yet. No, okay, no. I know what you mean. I just thought you had one in mind. Yeah, I thought you had one But no, it's just literally just an absolute question mark. Fine. Got it. Let's move on. Uh... <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> Your favourite party place? Party. Party. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Definitely. Party, party. Sorry, I've got, I've got the answer for that. It was um, the three, uh, the kind of the Gili Islands in oh, yeah. Indonesia. Because yeah. you get there and it's just... Chirangan? Gilly yeah, the yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the one, and you just yeah. kind of get on the island. It's like, oh my god, it's just stunning and so exciting. Yeah, that yeah. energy was like my soul. <laughs> I like that one. Um, I'm gonna go for a very different vibe and say like a city like Berlin. Oh yeah, Berlin's been yeah. a popular yeah. answer actually. To that. Very cool, very cool vibes. Yeah. Um, I haven't haven't got into Berghain yet, but one day I aspire to. I haven't okay. tried that hard, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if you do. You know Berghain? No, club. I'm not. I've it's been to very, Berlin, but I'm not really familiar with it. It's an incredibly like it's a it's stupid really, but they've basically made their name by being incredibly like selective on their door policy and like oh. seemingly like arbitrarily so. Like you queue up for hours and it's hit and miss whether or not you'll get in, and they'll just reject you on like all sorts of reasons. Oh, and wow. there's like YouTube videos on how to get in and stuff. Yeah, and um, they take your phone if you go in, so there's no like pictures of it inside, oh, and yeah. it's it's very you know chic and niche and god knows what goes on in there but wow. yeah i think berlin in general has a real like electric energy and a really cool music scene mm. okay that's been a popular answer to be fair uh favorite landmark that you've seen oh rachel go oh god uh favorite landmark um you said to be quick um i have an affinity with the giant's causeway in ireland oh, um, okay because I'm from there, so I'm half yeah. Irish, uh, yeah. and I just love the story of the, the giant and just seeing these kind of hexagonal, mm. hexagonal things. I mean, I know it's not one of the best, but it has some really special memories there with oh, my yeah, grandfather. It's a lovely answer. Away. Yeah, it's nice. Giant's Causeway. Yeah. Um, I think mine would be um, obviously Machu Picchu has a special place, but I think yeah, I would say Ha Long Bay. 
in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. Um, twice, even yeah. though, yeah, even though it was obviously, you know, there's the same over tourism problems there, but the actual just taking on just pure face value, it's just really quite stunning to see. It takes your breath away. Again, that's another thing that quickly on that five uh, 2013 went real cool. Not really much going on there in terms of tourism. Went five years later <laughs> over tourism. Uh, see, I went to Vietnam in 2013. Oh, did you? Mm, and I thought it was very, very busy, but maybe we went there at really high season. I went in, uh, okay, must have been February. Mm, yeah, we went, I think, in August, so it might just okay. be the time of year. Uh, yeah, I went but, in yeah. 2019. It was busy. Vietnam is like a world but... in a country. Vietnam. It is beautiful. I love Vietnam. It's just got oh, every yeah. kind of thing you could want in one place, apart from like mm. snow, almost didn't have. Yeah, mm. dead fun. Yeah, great fun there. This is possibly the most important question your favorite cuisine or food? On your travels god that is hard i just fucking love food <laughs> <laughs> well i'm quoting that that's that's a <laughs> i am that's i'm vegetarian i'm vegetarian same. so same oh are you oh yeah, yeah. veggie veggie um veggie, i was about to say, i don't know what i was about to say don't yeah know. veggie <laughs> veggie power um but yeah i just i love i think if i was pushed to into an answer i would have to say i really li- loved thai food when i went to oh, yeah. in thailand the yeah. thai food was just incredible i just love, love it, it. I lo- yeah. I, yeah i love any food i'll take whatever i can get but the thai food i think i really enjoy i just remember enjoying every meal and also like southeast asian countries particularly are very good for vegetarians because there's yes, so much right. tofu and yeah. egg is used a lot there um and i just really 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 enjoyed everything we ate loved it mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my favourite, I have to say this, my favourite Thai dish in the world is kakapao made from grandma's, which is this tiny little, um, almost insignificant place. Uh, you would walk past it if you didn't know it. And it's basically holy basil, uh, chilli um, and like oil made with um, with pork, um, mm-hmm. with rice. And it's, it's just like a taste that I would travel like 20, 30 minutes just to go for that particular one. But my favourite cuisine, and I have been quizzed about this multiple times, it's Italian. It always bounces up as Italian. Yeah, I mean, it's top yeah. three. And a friend was like, are you sure, three. Japanese or Italian? No, no, Italian. Italian. I said yeah, Italian yeah. every single time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it is yeah, strong. homemade pasta and just strong yeah, vibes. Italy. It's more yeah. romantic, I think, than France, Italy. I love yeah. Italy. Mm. Um, this is going to be an interesting one. Your favourite activity that you've done? So I've, I've obviously gone skydiving in Taupo, but um, as an example. Um, I... What were I have Oh, okay, I have one. Better. I'll go. Uh, my favorite activity I ever did was in Koh Tao, which is my favorite island in Thailand. But they time, did yeah. um, flying trapeze, so I learned ah. how to do the kind of the circus thing with flying trapeze. Yeah, that was probably my that's best pretty cool. Thing. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. was that was really cool. I love that. Um, I went when I went to Morocco. We went into the desert, the Sahara, and did uh, sandboarding down the dunes, which was like yeah really fun <laughs> but well, we I did yeah that in we did also do that in <laughs> I know but I wanted to do I wanted to show that I'd done other traveling Rachel oh, okay. <laughs> um I did also hitchhike to Morocco so I could say that that oh, wow. would be one of my favorite activities as in from, from where from uh Southampton UK you hitchhiked all the way to Morocco yep bloody hell right it's another yep, episode right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this episode has had brilliant content for your like joint trip I feel there's more to discover with you too like yeah. in terms of like all these other travels like Thailand for example hitchhiking right this is I bank that for for the future um, <laughs> we've got a lot yeah that's great this is 
a slightly weird one. What country would you live in that you've not lived in before? Ooh. <laughs> I would live in I would live in Italy because I just love the idea of just I think anything in Italy is more like romantic and glamorous like even if you're literally living by a bin I think it's still just a really romantic glamorous bin you know like I just love the idea of just like floating around just being like buongiorno and just you know getting on a little moped and just hopping around I just I just want that life even though I know that is a massive cliche and probably not reflective of reality I would live in Italy 100% but I really like South Italy um and I know there's a big sort of poverty divide, is, yeah. um, but I really, really love Southern Italy. I, I, and I, and Sicily, I absolutely love Sicily. Okay. Um, so I think I would quite like to live in Southern Italy and kind of make myself a little life there. Nice. Um, on this thing, I have said the same, but Italy. Um, oh. No, I know. We're going to live together. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I was, I was like, God, I don't want to sound like I'm copying, but genuinely, like it, Italy is is really up there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Love that. Italy. Okay, last question, and this is what I kind of normally finish on. If you were to give a few sentences each uh, about why someone should go travelling, if they're kind of thinking about it, you know, like, oh, should I go, should I not? What few sentences of wisdom would you give them to advise them why they should go? Uh, I just think that there's there's not really any way that you'll regret it, basically. Like, I think there's only provided you do it I hate to be this boring boring guy but provided you do it ethically responsibly sustainably there's only good things that can come from um traveling even if you go through challenging experiences as Rachel and I can attest to they definitely just build you um build you as a person and I think like what traveling does is it flips your priorities so you kind of get out of the like mundane day-to-day minutiae of your life and your priorities become much more basic like where am I going to sleep what am I going to eat what am I going to see and that can be really cleansing I think like it can really just give you this like sort of fresh perspective so I think there's it's very very unlikely you'll regret it would be my advice okay um yeah um I think for me it's a sense that time is not refundable and I think um if you have that if you especially if you're coming out of the school you've been so used to your life being on a sense of a conveyor belt where you can actually step off that conveyor belt and state I'm going to go out here and if you have that fear of oh should I shouldn't I and where's the best place I think a lot of people worry about oh but there could be a better place out there you could be doing that for ages just go because your experience will be absolutely yours and you will carry that with you and there are life lessons along there that you just never thought never thought possible and if you have that fear say fuck the fear and do it anyway Mm-hmm. That's another quote. Note that one down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, Rachel, thanks for coming on. It's been awesome. Thanks so oh, much, James. James. It's been Love a pleasure questions. talking to you. Yeah. Brilliant yeah. questions. Excellent. Absolutely loved it. Thank you for listening to my Winglet podcast episode today. Please find me on Instagram at James Hammond Travel, where I do release daily and weekly clips of this podcast episode, as well as some photos. You can also find this episode on YouTube, James Hammond Travel or Winglet Podcast. You can search for either where this will be released as a video or there'll be some pictures that accompany the audio. Please follow and subscribe today. I'm also available on Pinterest and TikTok, James Hammond Travel. And please check out my website, jameshammond.org, where there'll be some information about myself as well as some travel content. Finally, please rate the podcast on whatever podcast platform that you do use. This helps gain the podcast a bit of traction and gets me guests for the future. Stay safe. Thanks for listening. Be inspired. And I'll catch you soon. Ciao.